Something a little different this time. A little, little, little acoustic. Yeah, I dig that though. That's the double X playing their intro for uh, City of the Sun. This is Black Sky Legion, episode 102. General state of the game talk about Star Citizen, Elite, and Nomansky. And leaks! We got leaks to talk about. This is going to be a, uh, an interesting talk. We're going to do things differently tonight. We're literally just going to, like, we're skipping. We're throwing out the segments. We're throwing out just for tonight. No segments, no, no playing videos and clips and all that other shit. We're just going to give you wall-to-wall, uh, a, you know, uh, uh, five or six people talking about these games and just where things are at. Some interesting stuff has come out. Some 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 interesting stuff is on the horizon uh, uh, for 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 these projects, and and we're just gonna talk about them a little bit and and kind of reset and see where we're at. And also, who are we kidding? Uh, I am cracking another beer, and I'm gonna be killing wolves this whole time in the background in New World. So yeah. Um, Let's introduce the panel and get this started. Uh, first off, I want to introduce the lovely, the talented, Katie Byrne. Say hello, Katie. Hello, everybody. I'm back this week after a little break last week. Um, it's amazing to be here as always. Looking forward to a really great show. Mm, what you drinking tonight, Katie? I am drinking just Monster Energy Drinks tonight. So expect me to get more and more lively as the night goes on. <laughs> right, right on. And I think Katie represents the will not be killing wolves in the background contingent of the show because I don't think you're new world in it. No, I, 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 if I'm honest, I think I am the kind of person that I can only really play one game at a time in my life. Like it's <clears throat> once upon a time it was armor and mm. then it was really dangerous and now it's Star Citizen. And I, it's not, like, it's not like I feel I'd be unfaithful to Star Citizen playing something else. It's just that I I can't... I, I get so into a single game. The committing time to another game is very difficult. Katie's a good girl. Will is a very lucky guy. <laughs> Katie's hopelessly devoted to Star Citizen. All right. And we also have, of course... My main man, the tactical officer of the show, Tweet74. What up, brother? What you drinking? How you doing? Hello, everybody. Friday night is upon us once again, doing just fine. And I've got my nice uh, black coffee with some 6 and 20 added to it. So I'll be good for the night. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, and we've got Wolf Dragon, my XO. My, my, he's... Guys, you you don't even know some for some of you who just listen to the show, whatever. This is the guy that makes things run in the background. He takes care of the Discord and he takes care of getting all the stuff. I'm like the guy who has the ideas for stuff like, hey, we should do this whole big thing. And then I'm like, oh look, a squirrel, and just fucking head off into the distance and he makes it work. Wolf, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Your internet seems to be doing much better so far, Knockwood. Yes, yes, not definitely knock on on wood for that one um with any luck uh you will not be hearing uh robo wolf tonight or for any time in the near future That's which awesome. is good because that means i can sit here and chat with all the lovely folks here that are with us tonight in the panel and of course be heard by all you wonderful people out there in internet land while i sit here and sip on my six and twenty old-fashioned hell yes hell yes 
And we have two awesome guests with us tonight. The first, you know her, you love her, Lady Raincloud. What's up? What you drinking? Uh, hey, what up, everybody? And uh, this one ain't got a drink in her hand. So <gasps> one of y'all need to fix that. All right. All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Amazon drone to the rescue. <clears throat> yes, yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of Amazon this week. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and we also have uh, new to the show uh, guest Gamers Cafe. Uh, who do you have anything you want to go by other than Gamers Cafe or just gamer or what? Just call me game. Just gamers is fine. Yeah. All right. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. And what you drinking tonight, brother? I know you're in Australia, uh, so tonight might not even be tonight. It's tomorrow. It's it's tomorrow. I am technically time traveling for everybody in chat right now. Um, congratulations. Mm. I am actually drinking rum and coke, so I'm actually having just a quiet drink at home. Yeah. Beautiful. Lies. We all know Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> oh no, it's a myth. <laughs> uh, all right. So does yeah, that, go does ahead. And the drop bears don't exist too. Drop bears do not exist. Those aren't real. <laughs> Those aren't real. Those are just syphilitic koalas. We know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, let's 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 dive into this. Where, like I said, we're not going to do segments. We're not going to do whatever. We're just going to talk about um, sort of the games that we love. Let's. Why don't we start with a little um, Star Citizen talk? Because so while we were live on the air last week, Evocati, uh, you know, released. So like literally, they were getting their their little hands on it as we were doing our show, and it it it's interesting in in the sense of like the concept of Evocati is like, hey man, there's gonna be this this place where um these guys are testing uh and by guys just i'm sorry i'm I, I, you know i mean people human beings guys colloquially the humans these humans are going to be testing this game and like they've all signed ndas and they're not going to talk about stuff and yet <laughs> i think like cig knows full well this shit leaks like a sieve and it it's just it's 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 the second that they get their hands on it, all of the stuff that's supposed to be super secret is discussed. And I don't support that, so we don't talk about, in general, like, I get people that say, like, hey, well, well, this interesting leak and that interesting leak, and we don't cover that because, like, I I, I, I just feel... I'm, I have no NDA with Star Citizen, um, uh, so I don't sort of uh have any legal responsibility but i just kind of feel like it's kind of douchey so i don't talk about it on stuff that's like secret secret whatever but when it gets to the point where it's out on reddit and like it's posted places including the the official star citizen discord people are posting like all right sorry guys it's now left the 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 domain of being you know some violation of a rule and now it's just the news so we're going to talk about stuff um the big one and i i want to i want to introduce this one and then i'm going to step back and let people introduce all the different stuff that's been going on uh 
With 3.15, everyone was excited for medical play and what that would bring. Everybody was excited for personal inventories and what that would bring. What no one saw coming, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, I definitely want to hear from the panel, but what I did not see coming even a little bit was that, holy shit, they jumped the gun and literally just put in there, yeah, when you're flying a ship and it's full of cargo and whatnot, and then somebody comes up and explodes you, your cargo spills out into the galaxy to be scooped up and taken and stolen and sold and whatever. And um, 3.15, I was hyped for already, but now 3.15 to me is Piratey McPirate Face, the, 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 the movie. It's going to be, I think people are going to lose their minds. They're going to be having a ton of fun uh, playing pirate stuff and doing whatever. And it's going to lead to all kinds of interesting new people, like the, the developers of the game, going into sort of uh, like full on observer mode and checking the matrix and seeing things that we do and then going like oh wow we had no clue that this and i, I think it's going to lead to all kinds of cool stuffs um lady rain why don't you lead us in start a discussion on this the dots are off for this discussion so we're all just going to round table this shit go for it well i think one thing people don't realize that haven't been with the project for as long as some of us have is that this actually used to be a thing that existed mm. um and was removed. So to have this back in the game uh, is fantastic because at one point um, ships would explode and boxes would be there and persist to some degree and even be affected by gravity. So you could have a ship destroyed in low orbit and, and you know, so like now um, that this is, supposedly according to the leak anyway going to be a thing that's in 315 i think that's fantastic because you can have uh especially with what's coming in 315 now having a, a a ship destroyed in that cargo if it's destroyed in low orbit or if it's you know on a on a descent or an ascent and the ship goes down uh you're going to want to have people send salvage ops out um and that means conflict mm. so yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm I'm really happy to see this. I hope that the boxes are still affected by gravity. So, you know, ships that are destroyed in orbit, it becomes a ground salvage op. And uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Do we know? Um, I have a few questions uh, very yeah. quickly. Um, one, why was this feature? Do you know why this feature was removed before? And the other question is, do we know? Do we do we know if this means when they say that um, car if the ship is carrying cargo and things, do we? Does that mean cargo in the cargo bay or cargo in the new inventory system, like inventory items and things like that? As far as I'm aware of, um, gamers can pop in on this in a minute. Um, this feature was turned off for technical limitations and technical issues. Uh, so I think the fact that it's back now means they figured it out. Um, okay. And as far as I'm aware. This is cargo that drops if it's boxes in the cargo hold. Right. So, okay, yeah. And if it's ship's internal storage, which we're getting in 315, um, I don't think that will spawn anything, um, as far as we know of yet, at least. So the reason it was actually turned off, uh, you, Lady Rain's right, it was technical issue. Um, from my guess, it was when they went from CryEngine to Lumberyard, there were certain things 
that were in the build that they had to deactivate because it would have taken them too long to get 3.0 out and 3.0 was already delayed like 12 months already um things like for example we used to be able to go into a ship power it down you know turn on and off artificial gravity all this sort of stuff was in you know the 2.6 sort of build um but when they went from cry engine to lumberyard they they had to shut that turn all those aspects off because it was just mass amounts of bugs and code and it was going to take longer to fix it all up let me ask you a question uh to to to, to everybody but specific, more specifically to Rain and, and, and gamers, uh, do you feel like this means... Or, am I wrong in reading anything into this of like, hey man, server meshing might not be that far away if they've gotten it to the point of... Or is this like, no, this has nothing to do with that? Um, I I don't think you're wrong in reading in, in anything into this, uh, to be entirely honest. I am personally you know for those that know that i work in the industry um i'm reading some stuff into this myself we'll have to see where it goes um i am of the mentality that okay so now we have we've we've you know combated the physics grid type issues we were having and, and the technical issues with persistence that we've been having and um I, I think, you know, the DGS, the dynamic game server, the dedicated game server, whatever they're calling it with the hybrid layer and all that, I think that's actually a lot closer than than we might think it is. So hmm. to, to, to see this in this build with all of the other massive fundamental changes that are happening to the game, um, I'm just going to say it this way. Uh, what's the old saying from Jurassic Park? Hold on to your butts. We're going to be on for a wild ride. Oh, yeah. To me, to me, this lends to another question too, is because in the current build of Star Citizen, there's not a whole lot of people running actual cargo anywhere right now because most people will yeah. tell you the trade market is not really functional. Is this a sign that they're going to do something with that? I don't know, but I'm wondering. I hope so because I have, I've got a caterpillar now, and I wanted to kind of take it out and run some cargo with it and. There is, at the minute, at least, there isn't really anywhere that you can do that that, that is like, meaningful in any way. Mm. So I got a question about how I, I blow up a ship, and now let's let's take gravitational body stuff away from it. It's just out in the middle of space. Okay. I'm gonna guess that how do you you're gonna it? lose some of the car. Yeah. One, well, there's the one. How do you find it? Well, if you're the one that's there, you can call your buddies over and, and do the salvage. I imagine there's probably going to be some loss of cargo from mm -hmm. just the explosion, explosion of the ship. Sure. You're going to have, I don't know if the cargo has any damage modeling or anything like that after the fact. So that, that'll give you another part of the question. Okay, then I'll just leave that one alone. Um, is it going to impart, and you know, this is pure supposition. So say it explodes, you know, the ship is moving forward at, say, 100 meters per second, mm. and now there's going to be sort of a scatter vector effect. It's still going to have 100 meters per second, you know, velocity, and then you're going to have a cloud of stuff that survives. I imagine it should also be drifting apart, so it forms sort of, uh, from point of explosion, a, a projected cone, so... What you got to have a salvage op ship with people on board so that you can fly ahead of it or catch up to it, and the people get out EVA, grab it, and throw it in. Or I think I'm wondering if you could very carefully get in front of it and then open up 
a back door and just let whatever comes in. A little too much in. into it, unfortunately. Will. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think um, so. Real quick, let me. And I'll, I'll defer to the experts, but real quick, I I think what we're looking at here is that I blow up your ship, right? Your ship will, you know, despawn. It, it it there'll be a little pretty explosion, then it sort of goes away, and you're gonna look be looking at a set of mm, sort of boxes, a sort of like you know, all of the cargo mm. is just gonna be floating sort of in one spot. And the reason why I say this, and the only reason why I suspect this, is because there was an ISC with uh, Rich Trier not that long ago where he they asked, they even were like, what about, you know, I shoot, technically, if I shoot bullets, they should just fly for forever. And he's like, yeah, dude, that's a nightmare for the servers. So that that's why bullets just sort of, don't last for forever and keep flying because tr a server trying to keep track of then you know 120 boxes of cargo as they continue to spread at whatever speed at whatever cone rate throughout the galaxy or in this particular case right now in one system would become a nightmare on a server issue so i think it's just gonna just spawn boxes there and then the, the thing is going to be you know you open up the back of your cargo and 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 kind of uh um what do you call it uh uh zeno threat zeno threat styly you've uh, got you've got so some people that you've you've got you know if eight or nine guys on the back of your ms uh uh msr with car with with their their little uh guns and the and they're they're calling into the pilot okay a little to the left now slow now up a little slow okay down to the right and then they, they suck up all the stuff and get it stacked and get the hell out before somebody comes for revenge. Um, what do you guys think? I yeah, think I... that you're probably right. And actually, I think they may... I have to look back to my footage to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure that in Xenoswat, when you're moving those boxes and you're throwing them through the air with the track beam, I'm pretty sure they travel for a distance and then slow down. Like, you know, yep. they do lose momentum. Yeah, so yeah. I think you yeah, probably... I mean, yeah, so you probably end up something like that, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think inertia is turned on at the moment. Is that something that might come with once they have server meshing put in and then obviously they can add these extras, maybe. But at the moment, as far as my understanding is, it's very much like what you guys are saying. The ship blows up, your boxes will appear, and then obviously you'll be able to go through and put them into your ship. But the big thing about these boxes that, that a lot of people haven't realized at the moment is that this is a prelude to the whole seat. Because the whole sea uses external cargo boxes on their on their ship, and with the whole sea, you're able to damage that ship and those boxes to fall off. The thing that was holding up the, the whole sea, there was two things. But one of the things was literally physicalized cargo boxes, which it seems like they're adding now. So that in itself is is a big thing, and you know people are rumoring that we might see the whole sea at CitizenCon or not. We don't know, but that's a rumor. Um, but yeah, it's this is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, it was featured recently on our Inside Sarcism, right? With some some you know redesigns shown and mm -hmm. progress on on the actual yep. hull itself. Um, so yeah, I mean it's very exciting. I mean the the, the concept of cargo ships with external cargo. Uh, it's very very coming from obviously very dangerous where cargo is just an abstract entity mm. essentially you can jettison it but it doesn't really exist in your inside your ship so to seeing ships with external cargo racks where you can you can 
directly um, have access to the cargo itself. It's very, very exciting. Sorry, Rain, you were going to say something there. Oh, I, I just coughed. Sorry. But uh, yeah, I'll take that as an opportunity anyway. Um, you know, because I'm an opportunistic bitch like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I like to hear myself talk too much. I I think like, you know, Gamer said, um, pe- I want people to sort of realize like, hey, wait a minute, this means physicalized cargo. This mm. means some persistence. This means salvage operations. This means conflict over battle space, you know, with people and dropping. true piracy. <clears throat> yes, yeah, 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 true totally. piracy. Like this is, a, a, again, on top of the inventory system being completely rebuilt and the medical gameplay being completely rebuilt, now we have this. So we have this massive fundamental foundational change to the game mm. that we've never had before 315 is i'm i'm the most excited for the project i've ever been and i've been here since day one so i have a question though go ahead okay so so we've mentioned that the, the, the cargo side of things and we've mentioned yeah. potential developments towards server meshing and a lot of people have when it comes to like the, the new inventory system i've seen a lot of people like bring up and discuss hmm. like the, like what's going to happen with subscriber items if you get looted you lose the items they're gone you know nobody i don't think has mentioned yet though that like within this patch i i personally feel like there there has to be at least some system in place for ship inventory and player inventory persistence over 30ks because if they're expecting us yes. to carry everything <laughs> on our person and our ship Mm. And if you 30k and it just empties your ship out, um, nobody's going to do it. It's, it isn't really persistent. If, it, if at any moment you could lose all of the stuff that you've taken time to put into the ship. So I do you guys think there is there will be some sort of accommodation in yes. this patch for... I really think CIG will differentiate a difference between a 30k and a death. A 30k is a crash, not necessarily a death. So I think they're going to somehow find a way to for the system to know the difference between the two. Yeah. I, I, so I I've can, been... Oh, go ahead. So I was going to say, I can actually answer. Um, what happens is, is item cache is a separate server that holds a data table with all the information regarding what items you have and where they are located and stuff like that. So what happens with the 30K? 30Ks are that particular server crashing. What will happen is, hopefully with this 3.15, hopefully it's in there, is that when your your server crashes, what it simply does is it turns around the server, the new server spins up, and it turns around and says to this new database, the item cache, hey, what items did this guy have at what location? And then that's what then brings in and loads it from the data table. That's why 3.15, we should have, obviously we haven't Zuba Cuddy, but from what we're hearing, we should have that persistence when it these items because it's not lo- it's no longer stored on that particular server it's stored on a brand new server which is the item yeah so it's uh, like sorry two, two two things number one gamers cafe when you said that hey uh i i, I need now you to uh later off off air i need you to record hey won't you play another somebody <laughs> never mind uh but like i've called this months ago if you recall back i said Everyone's talking about 3.15 is going to be the medical patch. I think 
as things progress, it's going to become more and more obvious as other things, whatever. It's not the medical update. This is not the medical update. This is the survival update. And with all of the loot stuff, and and now this, it, it, this is Star Citizen day by day is very rapidly becoming no longer a tech demo it is way more a game than a demo like i always call it the project and i'm very careful to because i don't want to mislead people i think there's a there's a danger to some people sometimes only just seeing that what is star citizen thing and they're like whoa i want to go to there and they plunk down money and then what they get like whatever i'm 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 very careful to tell people like hey guys this is still in alpha. This is going to be a phenomenal game, but it's not there yet. You're going to have crashes. You're going to have bugs. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. I want to give you hype for the project, but I don't want to mislead you because some people can enjoy this for what it is. And for some people, this, the game still, even as it is now, for them, and it's not the fault of the game and it's not the fault of them. It's just different personalities click with different things for some people star citizen is still nowhere near playable and is they shouldn't play it right now they should buy it they should reserve it put in your 45 bucks it'll be where they need it to be in a year or two but it's not there for them yet but stuff like this we are seeing between the big balance and combat stuff that we got in 3.14 and now the survival aspect in 3.15 and the whole loot hanger thing coming in 3.17. Like we are seeing massive sea changes that is turning this from a thing that you investigate and test to a real game. I think myself, you know, last last year, actually 2019, dev team was at 658, if I'm not mistaken. Or it could be 85. I don't know. I have dyslexia. Dev team's over 720 now, mm-hmm. two years later. So the game's had two years of, of record growth plus a minority investment. They were in the red. The minority investment helped them not be in the red. Mm-hmm. And they've had record years of funding, which has allowed them to increase the dev team by you know a magnitude of 40, 50, 60 people. Mm. And we are seeing these rapid iterative fundamental changes, right? Like how many ISCs was it ago? They were like, yeah, by the way, we figured out bombs. We just turned the motors on a missile off and it kind of works. And then last ISC was, yeah, by the way, 315, you'll have, well, not 315, but by the way, we've got bombs working with an operator mode and a bomb site like four weeks later. And, right? and, and, and not that long before that was, oh, by the way, we were shocked, but it turns out we can kind of make refueling work by just tweaking a, uh, a, uh, cargo a little bit and it's like yeah. oh yeah you're dead right yeah so I, I i i i promise everybody i believe wholeheartedly you're you're gonna see the next system or two at at sitcon Woo! and um you know I'll, I'll see if gamers wants to back me up on this but um we're in a position now where the game has reached critical mass in terms of technology and development and tools and 
CIG's had several years now worth of working with their tools and their documentation and their pipeline and everything. And if the last few updates hasn't shown you, I don't know how else to get it across. We're off to the races. This, this, these next updates and next year is, is probably going to be the most content rich feature, rich and technology rich that we've ever had the project be. So kind of be ready. Nice. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I actually think, just a small question, I think they're actually up to around 700 staff now, I think. Actually, um, yeah, I think so, yeah. They, they've they've yeah. almost had 100 extra staff, and then they got turbulent and everything else, so. Yeah, so I think that the, and, and obviously, as they get more staff, obviously things move at a faster rate, you know, compared to when they first started, there was five people, and I think that was including Chris. Um, 12, so, actually. There was 12 in 2012. Was it? Okay, 12, yeah. But so, very like small. Yeah, very small team compared to what it is now with studios and that. And obviously, the more stuff they have, obviously, the faster they come out. Um, bombs, from what I hear, from what I've heard, I think bombs are even in 315. Yep. Um, yeah. So we even we even got that. Like which, when they were which came out of the blue totally. And and yeah, wait, like, wait, gamers, you, you got to stop for a second. And because you brought this to my attention, just tell people about the amazing sound. Oh, oh God! Actually, do you have the sound effect? I'm sure. No, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing New World, bro. But just tell us okay. about <laughs> it. But yeah, the the sound effect that. So one of the the sound effects that I really loved in Elite was the exploding. The when you do the the deep core mining and you go and you blow up the asteroids. And I had someone, uh, one of my my one of my mates actually, who's on my Discord with me. He actually got the leak from Ibakati of the bomb sound effect. And it is just absolutely amazing. It just, it sounds so, it's almost as good as Elite Dangerous is floating, if not the same. It is just so good. Like, I, I think the bomb, adding of bombs is cool, but it's not something I'm excited about because there isn't anything that warrants the use of bombs in the game yet. You know, it's the same, I suppose, in a, in a lot of ways with, unless you're doing, we, when we organise kind of like team v team events and things like that, sure, but it's, in terms of like surface-based combat that is PvE, um, there really isn't anything that, that warrants that just yet. And I think it's very cool. I think it looks amazing. I've seen some, we, we've got some in, in our staff who's Evocatian and they, they obviously, we don't press them for information. They, they, they can't reveal a lot of things to us um, except what's been leaked. And um, and it's all very, you know, really, really cool. But I will be more excited about it when there are, when there are targets in the game that legitimately require that level of ordinance. Well, we do have word uh confirmation that coming soon we're literally i mean like it's i think three one five they're gonna start with the pathing stuff but like by 3.17 they're gonna whatever they're gonna have like npcs and homesteads and sh and shit on planets where it's just like there's there's stuff there and there's going to be uh you know how like right now you go to to do a bunker mission right and it's literally like there's no there's never anybody on the planet they're all like 10 floors down yeah. and you go in and you it, it's fps mode i i think based on them saying like hey we're we're getting the ai ready now and we're adding this and this and this soon i think 
not long from now, you're going to be doing a bunker mission, and it's going to be, there's guys outside to fight, and they might have tonks, and they might have this, and they might have that, and you, there there will be a compelling reason to use bombs or whatever, but, you know, who knows? That is the experience that I want right there, yeah. Right? Like, oh well, God, so, when that happens, I will be so happy. We've, so we already know that we're getting the infiltrate, the defend, the assault, those types of new missions popping up. But again, they're going to be in the same sort of POI as we're used to. But what I'm seeing already is because a lot of these ground installations now have surface air missile systems. Mm, they do. Um, yeah. I, I personally see CDOPs, um, suppression of enemy air defenses, for those that don't know what that means, um, where like even, even some of these NPC facilities in 315, 316, you, you might not want to... To, to risk it. So a high altitude bombing mission to blow those turrets up on that base might be, you know, something that you might want to do just to like take care of to take yeah. care of a mission in waves. The first wave come in and take out the turrets with your mm -hmm. bombs. The second wave goes in. Yeah, that'd be fun. Good stuff. And, and CIG has said that these these missile turrets that they've put in now are formidable and keeping people away. Now for them to say that compared to how badly a turret ruin your day when you go to a space station. I'm imagining that these, these missile turrets are going to be very, very formidable. So you doing the whole bombing run, getting someone to fly in with a with an A two and bomb the target a few times, it might not be a case of I might want to do it. It might be a case of I might need to do it just to get close to that. So did anybody you know, like, Sorry. Sorry. You cut out for a second there and I thought you were No, no, I thought you were done, but I interrupted you. That's rude. Go. No, 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 no. I'm finished. I'm finished. Okay. Did anybody else read uh there was the 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 book, oh, great Tom Clancy book. Uh was it Some of All Fears? I forget the one the one where it was the story of Mr. Clark, but in that the reason why I'm talking about it is there was a guy that was in a POW camp and they went into how he got there in Vietnam and it was Though it was he was a guy who was a brilliant dude who was basically writing the doctrine of wild weasel um, uh, combat. And basically, wild weasel, this was back in the day during Vietnam, they had these intricate 3D chess battles that occurred between A6 and F4 uh, wild weasels uh, that were dropping ordnance on Vietnamese. Uh, housed russian sam sites and it just i you know i i, I wandered off on a topic a tangent but like the idea is this intricate 3d chess gameplay of air to ground ground to air combat where the ground sites actually do have certain uh advantages with regard to power and 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 ordnance and the air component of that battle has the advantage of speed and maneuverability and it's this weird like if they do it right it shouldn't be like some other games where the ground sites are weak as shit it should be that the ground sites are op as fuck and they are really really nasty and can one shot a ship so they have that advantage but the ship has again like i said the speed and the maneuverability so it becomes this really complex and and difficult gameplay aspect of a, a, a dance where you're sidestepping sidestepping side you, like it's like you know sidestep 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 jab jab hook sidestep sidestep like 
it shouldn't be i i just what I, I guess what i'm coming to is i don't want it to be easy i want it to be stupid hard but like you have the advantage of the maneuverability so you engage you dictate whether or not you know you're engaged or disengaging from the battle and that like oh my god it could be so good i i imagine your stuff playing you're cutting out a, a little bit you're cutting out gamers you're like like Turn your acuity thing on your mic back up. You're good. I'll I'll adjust yeah. the other thing because you're cutting out as you're talking, and we're getting every sure. other word. No, uh, so yeah, I was gonna say I imagine the countermeasures uh, would obviously still work when it comes to to your missiles. Mm. So at the end of the day, I imagine there and then bug out. So you still will have that maneuverability. But yeah, I think you're right. I think these these turrets. They're going to ruin your day. They're, they're probably going to be, if you're in a small ship, you're most likely going to be a one or a two shot, but most likely a one shot in a small ship and a medium ship probably a two shot. Mm. Um, like these these things, like you go up against a turret over at Port Alazar or any space station and you go up there with like a, even like in a Titan or anything like that, you, you have a bad day. Mm. You know, like you're literally running out the back EVAing, trying to get away from the ship before it blows up, and most times you can't even do that. Mm. So, yeah, these these turrets. I think people are underestimating how much they are actually going to just wreck ship. Okay. Um, I think the bombing is is definitely going to be something that, like I say, it's not something where you choose to do. It's going to be a case of you are going to have to go and do this because otherwise you, you're just not going to get close, and you probably find the range on these turrets. You know, they could be anywhere from 5 to 10 Ks. We don't know. Like, you know, and especially considering most guns and that that we have on our ships are like, what, 2, 3 K? Mm. Um, you know, like if you think you're going to sit there and try and pick off these turrets, you know, 5 or 10 Ks away, you, you've got another thing coming. That's a weird mismatch that already exists in the game when you think about the fact that mm. you can. I've seen video of people locking and firing 10 K plus away from... What is that? It's not the Umbral. What's the name of the the missile launcher tank truck? Not not the Tonk, but the missile launcher one. What's it called? Um, Ballista. Ballista. I've seen Ballista. videos, like I said, from stupid far out of hard lock and fire and hit from a Ballista, which is way farther than what we can do from our ship. Which hmm. it that is an interesting way where Star Citizen, where CIG can balance the playing field if you will, where it's like, yeah, because some people are like, why would a ballista ever lose to a ship? And it's like, well, maybe because they have the advantage of range or whatever, but the ship has the maneuver. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that plays also, out. Also stealth too. Like for example, your ballista will probably have a lower energy signature than, than your two, than your jet that's flying above, mm. even when you're running in stealth mode. Um, and also presumably the radar that's in the, the ballista is presumably more powerful than what we have in our ships see that takes us that takes us right back to what i was talking about from vietnam of that because the sam sites they would just be dead they would be turned off and watching like passively monitoring and when the planes got close they would turn on and then fire and the, so it was a weird situation where the sam sites had a little bit of the element of surprise in that they could dictate mm. the start of the engagement and then it was on the planes to what I, I just, I'm, I'm excited. And I know, because I've had people be like, hey, man, don't go into politics. It's like, fuck off. I'm talking about history, not politics. I don't, whatever. This is not, 
any I'm not mentioning Vietnam for any reason other than just the interesting gameplay that could come from a very thoughtful air to ground ground to air you know combat dynamic where each side has crazy advantages in different areas and then it's just all about yeah. mishing it together and and making it fun so hi yeah don't we um have a a word for that a um a something of uh, of, of of combat uh, a a circular object of <laughs> of combat a sphere of combat yeah that's what i was looking for spheres aren't circles hashtag flat planet no not flat what is it flat earth flat earth yeah but yes no, you're, you're 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 absolutely right ring i'm i'm just I, being I silly the descriptions you guys are given are fantastic and, I, and the, the ballista like range so i think it is is appropriate because mm. the ballista is obviously much weaker than a ship like mm-hmm. in terms of damage resistance so having the detection and engagement range being very very far is a good deterrent i guess my 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 argument about the the bombing not not particularly exciting me in this upcoming patch was less about like I think obviously the ground to air and air to ground combat is is something that is extremely exciting mm. and I very much look forward to I, from both sides of the the uh, engagement. Mm. I guess what I meant was is that at this for me personally anyway at this point in time I. I'm not. I'm not particularly excited about another another form of turret. Mm. Uh, and also, uh, for bombing is something that is really cool to add to the game. It will add a lot, you know, to the game mm-hmm. in future. I think fantastic. But mm-hmm. for the the outset cost of an A2, both in game or as a pledge, I I don't think it has enough to to justify it. Mm. in that way just yeah it, just for that specific purpose i mean like for the for the dropping off of ground vehicles and, and tonks and things um there are there are alternatives and i think that the addition of, of bombing at this point in the ground combat game at this point in the development of the ground combat side it just doesn't excite me as much as other features coming in the game i agree 100 percent, but i have a different viewpoint than you on it i think right now as the game stands in 3.14 an a2 is useless but the fact that they're introducing the a2 in 3.15 at the same time that they've told us that they're changing around the ai on how planet side stuff works excites the living fuck out of me because i'm like they're they they're adding this to the game i think they i hope i pray they have a reason to as so to me it's like you're right 100% Katie as it stands right now in A2 what's the point but the fact that they're adding it and changing how ground stuff works makes me excited for what don't i know of what's coming <laughs> you know what i mean i see this as a stepping stone mm. so we've got we've got the long standing ships in the game with with essentially no proper beyond visual range um attack capability and now you have this tank that yeah it's smaller and whatnot but what it does is beyond visual range attack capability so i think what's going to happen and you know this is of course going to have to go through some development some balancing and whatnot Mm -hmm. you 
I think they're laying the groundwork for the ability to have a truly amazing ground battle happen with the proper inclusion of air support and air superiority mm. at the same time. So you could have an on foot, in vehicle, and in ship, just massive wasteland of, of, just devastation occurring on all these levels and all of them interacting with each other. Um, the thing that immediately I think of is that, okay, so you got all these beyond visual range capability things. So then that means that notionally each side would have their own jamming capabilities. Maybe you couldn't put it on your ship as an attacker, but you could make your ship be the standoff jammer that we have for some ways that we do aircraft now. Yeah. Wolf. Well, we know electronic warfare is coming. Can I, can I just say very quickly um, that Sheet Postmodernist commented mm. on YouTube mm -hmm. um, that the Retaliator is a dedicated bomber as well and is going to get the option mm. to carry other weapons other than torpedoes. Now, that is an exciting thought right there, having a Retaliator set up as a bomber. That would be very cool as well. Well, they did say in that video today that they were, oh, sorry, yesterday, that they were testing the bombing in the A2. And mm. then it would then come to other ships later. So I definitely think, yes, the retaliator is going to be able to switch out to put torpedoes or bombs, depending on what you want. And, you know, it might be modular. We're not quite sure. But at the end of the day, I, I think you're right. I think CIG is setting this up to be a full-scale ground air support battle. And you know, you you watch that that clip that the, the commercial they put out for the for the C two for the Hercules. That's what I think CIG wants. They want a wave of bombers flying over top, dropping bombs. They want tanks wheeling up and going ballistic with their cannons while you're under siege from your homestead. And we know homesteads and stuff are coming in the future. So presumably this is all leading up to a full-on ground assault where you have to sit there and protect your base. Again. So, no, go ahead. I was going to say, so that if, if, if I am right about that, I'm, I'm psyched. And yeah, look, CIG, they don't do anything. They don't go adding anything just because they want to do it. Obviously, most of the stuff they're adding at the moment is Squadron 42 related or Theatres of War related. Mm. So there also might be a, a mission in that where there's a whole bunch of C2s that go in and do a bombing run. So it, it might be Squadron related is why they're putting it in as well. I think, again, what we keep coming back to over and over and over is this concept of like massive shifts of the gameplay loops stuff that was previously just sort of floating disparate out there you know because we've had stuff like the oh what's it called the that that massive ship the one that's inspired by alien quite a bit oh um, reclaimer the reclaimer we've had stuff like the reclaimer where it's like this exists no gameplay associated MSR exists, let's be honest, no gameplay associated. Like, yeah, you could use it as a really good tool around ship. You could use it as a whatever. But the point of it is smuggler slash data runner, and that doesn't whatever. Does the... Sorry, <clears throat> no, no, does no. the... Does the, the, the scan-proof compartment 
work at present. It does. It absolutely does. My Karak does. right now, my Karak is full of drugs right now. Just, just full. <laughs> of, like the med bay, the storage rooms, they're just everywhere. They're just all neatly stacked up. Um, but if we get scanned, oh my god, we're in trouble. <laughs> on, a, on a completely unrelated note, if anyone wants a good time, call Katie <laughs> Burns at starcitizen.com uh yeah no f- yeah yeah it it does work right now but the the point of the the real point of the msr though is supposed to be heavy on the data runner and that doesn't exist the herald data running doesn't exist the terrapin pathfinding with one system doesn't really exist like there the point that i'm saying is like star citizen seems to be shifting to me to me you might disagree but to me seems to be shifting from here's all these things with ideas that are sort of nebulous and floating out there that might come someday in five years to the future to rapid development of here's a thing here's the use here's the thing here's the use in that that isc from a month ago or three weeks ago whatever get rich or die trier with richard trier like that was a point that he went out of his way to make of like, we want you to see that the project of Star Citizen is shifting from, here's the thing, it's pretty, doesn't have any use, to maybe it takes a little longer for you to get it, but here's the thing and here's the use to get, like combined. And to me, that is so very encouraging of like because like star citizen three years ago or two years ago let's be honest very pretty not so functional star citizen today still has the very pretty but more and more they're making shit functional you get a thing Here's the use. Just my two cents. It's not just that, but also the stuff that they're bringing in at the moment has a lot of different uses. Like, for example, Mm. last patch, we got tractor beams. Mm. Now, people were like, oh, you know, yay, we're getting a tractor beam. Woohoo. But what people don't realize, or most people, some people did, is that that tractor beam is then also put on the caterpillar so that you can at a later date so that they can go through and put cargo boxes into your caterpillar through mm-hmm. the tractor beam. Now the handheld tractor beam was just a test bed. The, the caterpillar, I would be surprised if we didn't see the caterpillar and these other ships get tractor beams added to their ships within the next six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. I mean, the caterpillar, the d- just for people who don't know, the caterpillar has a dedicated station the loadmaster, I don't know, whatever you call it, in, in the in the United States military, you call it a loadmaster, but there is a dedicated station to the right side of the caterpillar where you have a little bubble that just extends off the ship where like that's where the controller is gonna be for literally using a in like a ship dedicated uh uh uh, tractor beam that like grab this suck it in grab that suck it in and the caterpillar to my knowledge the ones that i know of and there's probably more that i'm not aware of you guys tell me but the caterpillar and the cutty black are the two that are supposed to have this is a ship that has a station where a, a a person works the the 
tractor beam to like suck stuff into the ship while you're flying. So I don't know if it's the Cuddy Black. It, it, oh, 100%. I know the Cuddy Black has okay. that. I know the Caterpillar definitely has it. I know the Reclaimer has a tractor beam. Uh, or two. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say, yep, the Taurus. Yeah. Um, also, the, that cargo ship that was announced about six months, 12 months ago, the one that has the cargo Raylan? on the back. The Raylan? No. Yeah. No, the, the that's the. On the back. No, yeah. The cargo on the back is the Raylan Gatak. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I know that. I think that has a cargo, uh, has mm-hmm. a tractor beam on it. Um, like, there, there's actually quite a few ships that have tractor beams. Um, but it's not just even the tractor beams, too. Like, for example, people were going on about ship to ship docking and we're like, yay. But what they don't realize is that ship to ship docking also is allowing them to bring in at a later date escape pods. Mm. Because what they can do is they can make those escape pods the same as the parasite ships. Mm so you know it's it's the same principle it's it's the same mechanic differently right. so but, but my, my point was and this is like no, no, nothing that you you guys have said mm-hmm. is in, in any way wrong like you you you're absolutely 100 on point um like well, we use well let's use the tractor beams example there like i love the the handheld tractor beam honestly it's like it, i think mean, it's so good it it Especially during events like like Xenotron and Nine Tails, where you've got the boxes mm. you need to move and things, or even just moving like filling mm. the carrier cup with drugs the other day, tractor beam up out of the bunker. We had a chain of people just moving these drugs out of the bunker onto a little shuttle to take up to the up to the carrier. Um, I love that, and um, and so I, I I didn't know of that beforehand. Um, it's just something I've discovered after the fact. I love mm-hmm. it, and you guys said that the it's a stepping stone for like the the um caterpillar and mm. other ships to get a track beam. And you've mentioned like six, twelve months maybe, you know. And and I'll mm. this, those are the kind of timelines where I'm like, well I'll be excited I'll, I'll be excited about it when it gets here. Like I'm not I'm not, you know, gonna get all worked up and excited about it now. And and with the the bombing is like in that camp for me where it's like I think it's amazing they're adding it. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna come across like I'm some sort of spoil sport. I think it is mm. a, a wonderful addition. But I will get excited about it when uh, there is more content on the ground that would mm. necessitate a, 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 like more of a kind of planning around using that as a feature as opposed to just we're going to go raid a bunker the first thing we need to do is drop a bomb and then once the bomb's gone off okay let's all go down uh, so- I, I, I think it's great that they're adding it and I think that like you said having content to support that from the get-go is the mm. right way to go about it with all new features now i think having a minimal level of content to support that feature absolutely the right thing to do but from all i'm saying is for me personally it's something i will get excited about further down the line um than 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 i am right now so here's but, i agree with that 100 percent because what they're doing is they're giving us the thing and then somewhere down the line, they'll give us the gameplay to go with it. I kind of wish it was the other way around, where we had the gameplay already, and then they give us the thing. Then then we'd have stuff to do with it. But yeah, I agree with Katie 100%. The bombing is cool. It looks cool. It sounds cool. And maybe we'll all find a use for it. But as of right now, I don't see any missions or anything that would really benefit by me being able to drop bombs on it just yet. So totally so, agree with that. So here's why I'm... I, I just love you, Katie, and and tweet <laughs> like because you are huge. Both of you are huge fans of Star Citizen, but at the same time, super open of saying like I like this, but that like it's it's 
it's you're a fanboy and realistic at the same time and i feel like for our listeners that gives them a very good and grounded approach of here's why you should be excited and here's also why you should temper it and you decide what's important for you maybe the excitement takes you for this patch and maybe you're like eh wait and see for this patch but like you guys give i good info and still like a realism of like for 30% this is going to sell you for 70% this isn't or vice versa just to just to clarify mm. I, I suppose I, I i mean you're right okay but but i am there's, there's lots in this patch i am excited about like lots it like what my more more than anything my point was that like bombing is very low on that order like there's things i am oh, super it. excited about in this patch like super super like i mean i've got an, an aries inferno you know so that's coming at some point in this patch that'll be amazing um the, the medical gameplay will add a lot to our adventures in terms of you get downed, you're not going to just be spawned, mm-hmm. you're, not out, mm-hmm. you're not out of the adventure, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, someone can, can sort you out and get you back into the fight, or at least at least keep you involved in what's going on. And um, as an Ares Ion owner, I'm your wonder <laughs> Let's do it, Ta- baby. I found a tag team coming. <laughs> yes! Let's do it! I'm going to so, run with Skunk Works. But but I, I I have committed something to the great dream of the future. Yeah, I've got a I've got a, a Perseus upgrade ready to go, and in a year or two or five years, whenever that actually becomes a reality, mm-hmm. that'll be great. But I'm not going to get excited about that because it's like any like I mean even even the next patch down the road that you saw three sixteen three seventeen like for me for, for the way I think about time maybe. Like that, they're just distant features, you know. It's it, for me. It's like, and don't get me wrong. I I love the game as it is now. Like we, as a community at Skunk Riggs, we are we are our mindset is not this will be great someday. Our mindset is what can we do right now? What kind of adventure can we have today? Oh, like, yeah. What kind of event can we set up today? Oh yeah. Um. So I love the game, and I'm I'm excited about the game. And but but a lot of this kind of like the future progress stuff, I'll be excited about when it's like on the doorstep when it's like we know it's coming in a week or two or we know that it's in the next patch or yeah okay i'm just excited if Mm. i can real quick i'm just excited for the first time that somebody walks into the carex medical bay and i get to go please state the nature of the medical emergency nice Nice. that's the big (laughs) gameplay change for this patch that we're going to get here in the next few weeks is we're going to go from, eh, if I die, I'll just respawn and get in my ship and come back and everything will be fine, to now we're going to be doing everything we can to not die. Mm. And I think that's going to change the way a lot of people play the game. You are oh, yeah. so right, Tweaked. I think for now, like because of its alpha nature and bugginess and whatever, there's been a heavy sort of emphasis on this doesn't work. Eh, just kill yourself. Pop back up. This is being glitchy. Eh, just kill yourself. Pop back up. You're so right, Tweak. I think 3.15 is going to be the implementation of... It's far enough along. Figure it out, bitch. Don't, don't, just, don't just rely on the reincarnation method. Like, figure it out. The, the other thing to take into consideration is logistics. Hmm. People seem to forget that, like, even in a PVE scenario, if we're doing a bunker mission and 
people will run out of ammo. What are you going to do? You're going to have to run back to the ship or you're going to have to have somebody literally. Yeah, you're going to have you're going to literally have to have somebody do a a combat drop to Mm. bring you in ammo and resources Mm. like I just I I I hate to be this hardcore (laughs) fangirl here, but like. 315 is the is the single greatest fundamental change to the game ever. And that's even everybody's like, oh, 314 was definitely it, right? Like, no, no, 314 was like a, a blip in comparison <laughs> to how the game's going to feel when we're playing when 315 goes live. Like for me, 3.17 is the one that's got me just hard as fuck. But I get it. I I love I love you for your like three fifteen. I'm excited for three seventeen. I think is where sh- like and there's gonna be people that hate it, but for me three seventeen is where it comes into like yeah man, what the fuck are you doing with a C two, and you're flying by yourself? Okay, that's gonna take eight hours to load your ship. Have fun with that. Get a crew. Make it I, real. I'm yeah. with Katie in that regard, though, to where 315 is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. 317 is so far away that roadmap could change. I could get hit by a bus. I mean, it's just so far away that I can't pin my hopes on that yet. That's Tweet, too long. If you get mm-hmm. hit by a bus, I'm going to be very mad at you. Don't do that. <laughs> I love you, bro. You stay, you stay close to me, bro. I love you. <laughs> We'll just turn him into the $10 million man. We have the technology. We will make him better. Yeah. To be honest, I think what we're going to start seeing with these patches, like 315, I'm excited for. 316, I'm excited for. 317, I'm excited for. I think this is going to become the new norm where we start getting these big things. And obviously, we'll, we'll have an idea more at sitcom when they start talking about this sort of stuff. But in 317, we're getting persistent hangers. Mm. In 315, we're getting medical gameplay and, mm. and basically land of the pirate. Mm. Um, you know, like, and physical inventories. I, With the amount of staff they've got now at CIG, mm. I'd be very surprised if we don't get a few of these big patches at least once or twice a year, but possibly as a new sort of, as a new norm. And I'm excited for that. Yes. Hey, let's go around the horn because we need to, I like, I just launched a general discussion for an hour and that's done well, but like we need to get things moving and make sure everybody gets their points. So I want to start with Lady Rain. Yeah. Oh, uh... of the stuff in Star Citizen. What do you have to add? Because I know you have other stuff that was on the agenda. Oh, well, you know, we're going to have the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo. We're going to have Sitcon, uh, Skunk Works. I am, for those that don't know, I'm also staff at Skunk Works. I am faithfully one of Katie's lieutenants. I like to say that. Um, you are. And yes. also, you are the medical officer aboard the Skunk Works, Greg Burton. I am. Please state the nature Woo! of the medical officer. <laughs> you'll, you'll, be, you'll be doing a lot of work on me, I assure you. <laughs> I, 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 trust me. Like, to those paying attention, Katie gets Katie gets into some stuff. So I'm going to be <laughs> patching her up a hell of a lot. 
um, and mm. probably getting to do the whole Star Trek. I'm a doctor, not a doorstop, like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, IAE's coming, sitcoms coming, you know, 315's coming. I think um, a few other bits and pieces for everybody to remember is, um, you know, we have ships right around the corner, a lot of new ships coming out. Um, I think actually that's pretty much it. I'm just excited. The Skunk Works is going to be doing a watch party for Citizen Cons. Come join us. Um, I, you know, I don't know what else to add really. Like, okay, it's just, it's just, I'm excited for the medical gameplay because I was a corpsman, right? Like, I'm, I'm excited for running into combat and pulling Katie out of the shit and <laughs> fixing her up so that she could go back into the shit and get shot like two minutes later. <laughs> now, anybody who was a devil dog knows Corman are Marines. True that. They might have a tag that says United States Navy, but they're fucking Marines. So big I yeah, well, I was blue side though, so you know, hey. Okay, doesn't matter. Corman are like Corman are Marines. We give you love. It's true. That's uh, true. Gamers Cafe. I know you had a lot of stuff with regard to the new contest that you started with whatever. So introduce your stuff and let's talk about it. Yeah. So CIG announced today that there were four contests that they have put out today alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the prizes is actually an I, uh, Toby eye tracker. I, I think I believe Toby eye tracker um, five. Yeah. Yeah. Tra- yeah. So I'm definitely putting my name down for that competition. I bought um, one of those. Have you? Uh, I, I want one. Um, but yeah, so like I say, we've got four competitions from CIG coming out. We've got CitizenCon coming out next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, and just even on the CitizenCon events themselves, you know, you've got server meshing being talked about. Wait, you wait, know, you got wait, 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 let me hop in real quick. Yep. Got everyone on the panel. CitCon is next week. How excited are you? I I am I am I am very excited like by proxy like I am like I maybe one of you like bear, bear in mind I'm I'm a complete mm. complete noob to Star Citizen really still like I I I I have no idea about these annual events and and so on and I'm sure there are people listening who are the same or who have not taken up Star Citizen. Sikon sure is the about. biggest. This is the Super Bowl. Okay. Or World yeah, so Cup gen- for you. So generally with Sikon. <laughs> What you'll have is you'll have a well going by what we had two years ago, you'll have a a game demo that will go at the start, and that'll be Chris Roberts leading that. That'll be part one of the game demo. Um, then it's throughout the course of the day you'll have them talking about general discussions with actual devs. So, like for example, you've got Life in the Verse, mm-hmm. yeah, Ship Talk, which is Chris uh, John Crew John Crew about what. Yeah, John Crew talking about what ships are coming out. Mm-hmm. Then we got them talking about Gen 12 and Vulcan. Vulcan, baby! Yeah, and then we got Planet Text, which is, yeah, yeah. Then we got them talking about server meshing and persistence, mm-hmm. the space of sound, which, yeah, yeah. Systematic gameplay. And then we got the closing presentation, <clears throat> which is most likely Chris going through, giving a, an update on the roadmap. Did you, um, wait, did you see that Disco Lando? Like, I know you talked, because we were talking earlier, you, me, and Sue, yeah. 
Disco Lando accidentally leaked a thing, and apparently what it was, according to my research, is Disco Lando accidentally leaked that the keynote is going to be a big, huge, hey, we're showing off Pyro thing, which we all oh, suspected. Okay. Yeah, we suspected. Yeah. And, and that's what I think the, the keynote is going to be. So it'll be part one and part two. Mm. I suspect they're going to be showing off Pyro and maybe even Nynx. I suspect, oh. I suspect they're going to be showing off server meshing. Mm-hmm. Um, because according to, so I had a source tell me about 12 to 18 months ago, he said item cash was coming out in the second quarter of 2021 and server meshing was coming out in first or second quarter of 2022. Now, these are rumors taken with a grain of salt. He was wrong with item cash by a patch. He said patch two, it came out in patch three. If he is correct, and we've already seen CIG start talking about server meshing and them talking about it in their, their updates. Sus we're suspecting that server meshing might be coming out as early as early to mid next year for Dymatic, uh, for static and then Dymatic the year after that. If that's the case, it would not be surprising if we actually see server meshing being shown at the Citizen Con with some sort of long-term persistence. Mm. And that's what I think the, the event's going to be on the day is mm. them dropping off a box at a base somewhere, going and doing a mission in Nynx or Pyro, mm. then coming back and that box still being there with your goods still inside. And they're going to be like server meshing working, persistence working, plus Nynx, plus we're going to see a whole bunch of ships. I I I don't want to like get my hopes up and then be crushed, but this Citizen Con is sounding really freaking amazing. It's sounding really Hell good. yes. Kid in the candy store. This I'm calling it now. This Citizen Con is going to be. We're farther along than you thought we are. Next yeah. Citizen Con is going to be. Spoiler alert! This Christmas, Squadron Forty Two, buy it. It's out. Calling it. Well, that's the thing. See, if Chris is heading to to the UK to and he wrap is. up, yep, wrap up Squadron Forty Two. I would suspect that next year, Citizen Con, we're most likely going to get the date for Squadron Forty Two. Mm. I, I I suspect Squadron Forty Two is going to be late next year or early twenty twenty three. Not even early twenty twenty three. I'm calling it now. Sit. Squadron 42, available to buy before Christmas. October, November, December, in that range. Squadron 42 2022 is coming out. Yeah, they I are making probably it. November, December. Um, uh, I, don't I agree. It's going to be October, but yeah, yeah. I agree. It's going to be a Christmas present. Yes. Um, but but, but yeah. more, like, like, there are stores that, gear their whole shit towards we're going to make our money in Christmas time. That's Squadron 42. Now, maybe things get delayed because, oh, they hit a roadblock, they whatever, but I strongly believe that next Christmas, Squadron 42 is going to be under your tree. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I suspect we're, we're, we're going to hear about Squadron 42 sooner rather than later. I think also 
we're going to hear about persistence, server meshing, all this sort of stuff. Probably, at, well, we know we're getting a, a keynote on it. We're, we're getting it literally a, a whole talk about server meshing and persistence. Mm. So if that's the case, I suspect we're probably going to see that in the demo. Keep in mind that these demos they show tend to show things that are coming in the next two or three years. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the one we had back in 2019, they showed off Microtech, but then they showed off jump gates to, to Pyro or, or Nynx or whatever it was. Mm. Um, so, you know, there, there's always a case of this is coming soon, this is coming future down the track. Mm. But it, it's, yeah, I've, I've watched three Citizen Cons now, three or four, I believe. Um, this is probably the most I'm hyped about for this one. Mm. Um, just because of the fact that, look, they've got 750 devs now at the end of the day. They're able to get stuff done at a faster rate, you know, and we already know they've been working on server meshing. This item cache that they have or that we have for 315, that is actually needed for server meshing. Um, And that was one of the blockers. To be clear, let me just say 700 plus 750 plus whatever devs. Mm. That's only half the story. The other half the story is they have like four game studios now that are dedicated to working for them that they own a piece of. Uh, let's address real quick and dispense of there's that guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Star Citizen Leaker Nostradamus, whatever the fuck he is. The, the guy who's like insider, whatever. He's like, oh, he posted some real dumb shit in the last month or week two weeks yeah, whatever about Haida. <clears throat> where about he Haida. was like oh turbulence taking over star citizen because star citizen can't get it done Bleh. like okay number one that guy literally his quote finger quotes leaks are all shit that is like like a real like negative nancy shit and b sort of stuff that's obvious to everyone and when you combine them together and he's like oh cig is losing control of stuff turbulence taking over and then he lists like turbulence gonna do this and that and the other and it's like here's my response to that because I, I had a whole, with Elix, I had a whole conversation earlier in the chat, earlier in the week. And it's like, this guy, finger quotes, predicts shit that seems obvious to all of us. Like, Turbulent is killing it. They're doing a great job in the stuff they're doing. CIG is super happy with their output. So... This guy predicts, well, they're going to do more in the future. Duh. Yeah, of course they are. If I'm Chris Roberts, I look at what they're doing and saying, they're doing great work. They're coming in ahead of schedule and on budget. Yeah, I'm going to do more stuff with them. But this guy is spinning it almost as like a negative, like, see, look, Turbulent's going to do more work for Star Citizen. That is somehow cunty gossip. And it's like, what? Why, man? What? No. Yeah. This is there. There's a whole uh, group in Toronto, Canada, Quebec, whatever, wherever they're at. 
there's a whole group. They're doing great work. They're coming in with like on budget, ahead of schedule, good, good, good. Why why is that supposed to be a negative? That's a positive. Like, yeah, they're doing more stuff. Good on them. And good on the talented people. Good on Chris Roberts. Good on the talented people at CIG. Good on the talented people at Turbulent. Good on the project as a whole for like, yeah, they invested money. They're spending money on talented people to do good work. And this yeah, this this star citizen insider, this guy who's trying to spin that into a negative, it's like, bro, you're literally proving the opposite of your point. Like, you're going through a whole spiel to make this sound like it's bad news. Like, oh, I think CIG is losing control. Uh, No, they're just being smart and making things go faster. Yes! Yeah, so the guys that work at uh, the Turbulent, they're mm. all the they're actually been in the game for years, um, you know, and some of them have even worked together in. And Rain could probably tell which. I think mm-hmm. they were, was it was it they were from EA. I think it was some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've worked together before, and and you know, like that, like it was it was a bit of a bit of a funny situation because they were saying like one of them was saying about how he turned out to, to work at Turbulent. And he was like, oh, hi. And he, he sort of bumped into three people that he used to work with at, at EA that also just left. Um, so, yeah, these guys are experienced guys. And, you know, obviously there's going to be a, a learning curve where they have to learn the tools and stuff that, you know, they have to learn the um, Lumberyard and stuff. And this is why they've been given the, the medical gameplay and the hospitals and stuff. And you just look at what they've done with the hospitals. The hospitals look freaking amazing. You, you know, just like, look at LZ1 content team mm-hmm. that de- yeah. that delivered us Horizon in, in my opinion, record-breaking time for what that landing zone was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're looking at it and you're going, like, like your point, this is not a bad thing when CIG employs 50 people or whatever it is, or 30 to 50 people that work at Turbulent now, and they're all ex-game devs from mm-hmm. different studios. This is a good thing. Why, but, why are you being a... Yeah. yeah, no, the point that I'm making is there's a guy who's trying to turn this into... Yeah, okay. Spin it yeah. into negative. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's like, this is all great news. What are you, what are you complaining about? Well, this yeah. is like... I'm about to be that bitch. People like that... <laughs> I've, I've been in this industry professionally for 10 years. I've worked on four games. I've been a part of four studios. I've worked with amazingly talented people. And the the people like this guy this is one of the reasons why people get annoyed with me on BSL. And even sometimes, I guess, in, in other places where they're like, you know, Rain, what do you think of such and such a leak? And I'm like, it's BS. I don't believe it. Because, like, a lot of these people, when they when they leak stuff, right? They they talk like they've they're in the industry or like they know what they're talking about. And as somebody who's been a professional in this industry for ten years, they don't. They're they're full of they're full of trash. They have no idea how game development works. They have no idea how publishing works, how contracts work, how you know working as a contractor or you know. Um, internships like they don't know any of the inner workings of the industry whatsoever and it's blatantly obvious to a professional who's been in that industry for 
as long as I have and other people that I've sit and, and talked with and, and that are also in the industry. And, and we look at these types of things and it's like, yeah, it's just another armchair, you know, armchair supposed game dev that thinks he knows and, and he's, he's leaking stuff and his, his, his leaks are just garbage. Right. And it's like, pull it, take it, take a message from the book of Katie and tweaked. Right. Be excited for what you know is coming in the next patch. Be excited for the future and the possibility. And if you get all jumped up about leaks, I'm just going to say, if you get disappointed, you did that to yourself. Mm. And I don't want to hear it. I got I got nothing for you. People come to me and, and it's, oh, well, the leak was this, that, and the other. What happened? Did CIG screw up? No, it was just you believed some dipshit that decided to supposedly leak something when you have a game studio that is the most transparent and most information and communicate communication forward game studio in the world giving you all the information you could ever possibly want mm. as accurate as they possibly can and you chose to jump onto some supposed leaks discord and and get upset because a leak wasn't right like just shut up stop it I, so, so real real quick let me hop in because i interrupted gamer cafe to sort of um no, that's fine. uh like hop in with my feelings on it i just want to sum it up to say to my opinion and you may your opinion may vary i allow for that my opinion this what's his name star citizen leaker inside whatever the the the, the He's got some name. This guy. It depends on depends on which one you're talking about. This it? guy has predicted things that fall into two categories only: shit that was obvious to everyone, and shit that was wrong. So, grain of salt the size of Ohio. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, uh, Gamers Great. Cafe. You you were though still talking about the other things on your agenda. Oh, sure. So we're just basically saying that, like, CitizenCon, like, for example, like, you know, at the end of the day, the, 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 the things that they're going to be talking about there, that'll give us a better idea of when things are coming. For example, server meshing and state of persistence. That's an actual talk that will be happening with, with on the, within the day. And that'll give us an idea of where, where they are when it comes to building this tech. Now we're not expecting them to give dates, but you know if you if you know a bit about how server meshing works, you can sort of roughly predict you know what what putters percentage they're at. But you know, yeah, you guys are right. At the end of the day, take leaks with a grain of salt. You know, the four hundred I, for example, is a classic example. It's we've heard that the four hundred I is supposedly coming out for what twelve, eighteen months, two years. You know, the latest one was the 400 I was going to come out with the Halloween. And the reason why people believe that was because of the fact that they saw code referring to a 400 I. Now, my personal opinion, the 400 I was the, the 404 file not found ship. The joke they need to meme put thing. It, yeah. Yeah. They need to put it in the game so they could do footage, so they could capture it in game. So they put it in there. They changed the name because they didn't want to give it away. And people in the leaks discord have grabbed onto it and are running with the fact that this is a ship that's coming supposedly sometime. But it's it's a case of well, no, this was just a ship. In my opinion, this was just a ship that was used for the April Fool's Day joke. Mm -hmm. So 
You're right. Leaks, when it comes to leaks, grain of salt, everybody. Don't sit there and, and you know, start saving up your money because you're going to buy the next 400i. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. But, and know, every it, game I, has their leakers like this. It's not just our Citizen Elite had them. Every major game out there has people that want to leak false information and get people's hopes up. I don't think this is really that unique. Some are trying to do it legitimately some are making things up period star citizen is real simple in my opinion if you want to enjoy it enjoy it for all the cool shit that you can do in the game right this moment there is so much you can do in star citizen secondly truly understand the scope of the project for what cig is going for which will blow your mind and then get excited about the stuff coming right around the corner all the leaks and all that kind of stuff for me, put it right out of the mind because uh, for a long time in Elite, there would be leaks that would even be legitimate and FDev would just take them right off the board anyways just because they got found out. So mm. I, I've been for a long time putting leakers out of my mind. Very well said, Tweet. Very well said. Uh, gamers, do you have anything else? I know you had, there was contests, there was other Star Citizen news. Do you have anything else to cover before we hop to the next person's agenda? Um, I think I think Lady actually had a comment mm. that she wanted to say before. So Lady wanted to say something. Yeah. Did I? I yeah, I think when I was talking about the Citizen Con, you were about to say something, I think, were you? I yeah. I d I don't I don't remember. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um but yeah, so like I say, obviously we got Citizen Con that's around the corner. Um then we obviously have the IAE expo where obviously mm -hmm. every ship will be up for sale. Um Get those credit cards ready, boys. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, so like I say, it, there's... And then obviously we have the, the patch coming out, which will probably drop live on the 23rd for the next patch. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that's coming. And, you know, we got like supposedly on the roadmap, we've got, you know, obviously this one's a big one with item cash, uh, persistence, uh, you know, like some, some sort of persistence and, and whatnot. And then, you know, we've got salvage that's supposedly coming. We've got, uh, you know, personal hangers that are coming. Uh, the new hanger map, uh, the new hanger mod that goes on the Moby Glass that's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, like for the next three, six, nine months, the next nine months, the things that are coming out, they're all persistence-based. And and from what I've heard, after that, that's when obviously the stuff for server meshing will start dropping. Mm -hmm. But But yeah, at the end of the day, I've... I think what we're going to start seeing now is a a new norm where it's like, oh my god, oh my god, persistence, or oh my god, oh my god, item cash, or oh my god, oh my god, hangers, and mm -hmm. it's going to start being these big ticket things that are really going to start making this game jump forward and and really make the haters start losing their keyboard warrior fingers. And the four but, contests that's dropped today. Yeah. So as for the four contests, uh, so. I did actually have them here. So the first one is uh, pumpkin carving. So what they want you to do is go carve a carve a pumpkin in with the star citizen shape and go through and actually upload photos. And obviously they'll judge that from the photos that they submit. Um, so that'll obviously be cool. Uh, that has to be in by October 27th at 11.59 mm -hmm. p.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. um, and the prizes are a Drake Caterpillar standalone, a 
Drake Buccaneer standalone and a Drake Cutlass Black standalone in game. Mm. Uh, second contest is uh, mostly probably heard this okay at some point. Uh, knife Edge move first. So it's actually a a cave runners contest mm-hmm. where it's a piece of it's like like checkpoints. So you have to head to Hurston. You then have to travel to uh, Cathro, uh, the one of the mines, um, using a quantum marker on the star map. You leave your spaceship and approach the cave on foot, and it's sort of like this checklist of stuff that you have to do. Mm. Um, and that's the the second. And for the rewards for that is a Drake Caterpillar in game, a Buccaneer, and a Dragonfly. Nice. Uh, for first, second, and third. Uh, the third one is. Horror Beyond the Stars. Uh, so that's Day of Vera, twenty nine fifty one. Uh, it's October. This delightful thing. So this is like the Halloween sort of thing, where there's ghoulish paints that you can get for your for your ships, um, and you also get a killer horror helmet. Mm. So you got to ambush your fellow gamers and remote hike trails and. Yeah, it's just like a whole bunch of stuff, like like it was last year, where you get those helmets, where you get those masks. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the the dark bear helmets are back, um, which is obviously pretty cool. Um, you also get this this new one, which is I think is the Bandil helmet as well. Mm-hmm. So it was back from last year. And the fourth thing is Tales of the Star Citizen Past Story Contest. Um, where where you write a quick story and submit the thread about your favorite in-person Star Citizen memory of up to 3,600 characters. Mm. Pictures are optional, but definitely encouraged. Um, I'm not sure what the rewards are for that. Um, but, oh, that's the Toby Eye Tracker. That's where you possibly get the Toby Eye Tracker, uh, Toby Eye Tracker nice. 5, and that has to, has to be in by October the 11th. <clears throat> So it's not going to be a vet. The Vanduul helmet was a very specific thing that was tied to a PVP event from last year. Yes. It's going to be a different helmet. It's going to be a horror helmet this year, but like, it's still a cool thing. Yeah. It's, it's still, I'll put an image in, in chat for you guys. Mm. Um, a serial killer in lore. Yeah. So it sort of looks, I don't know, a bit like Talon, uh, Maybe I, I, it looks a bit avian, a bit bird-like. It does look a little, little, little mm. avi, aviary-ish, whatever. But like, yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. It's good shit. Mm. Um, all right, Katie, talk to us a little bit about your experiences in Star Citizen this week and things you're excited for and whatever. So this is the Katie on Star Citizen go. <laughs> okay, um, we have been making some changes kind of quirks and shifting some things around just because we were initially trying to set up a weekly kind of ground-based events team um it it involves a lot of preparation and and what we've discovered is that a couple of bad actors or bad eggs within that group can disrupt things quite a bit so we've oh. scaled that back and are, are focusing mainly on ship stuff for the time being mm. Um, you know, big multi-crew ships, uh, we've got a few Carracks, we've got a few Retaliators, I have pledged a little more than I originally intended to, I will admit, but I am, I'm, I'm feeling good about that, <laughs> you know, at this point I'm feeling good, <laughs> I'm feeling good about that. I think that leads into a, a later topic that you want to bring up. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, um, well, we can. I can bring that up as a discussion if you want, actually. Sure. Um, so I originally, uh, we obviously, I was aware of the, the, the way that Star Citizen works. You can buy a starter pack, $45, and then you can pledge additional funds to the project as it's worded. And for those pledges, you receive a ship-in reward. Now, we can obviously call, people can call things whatever they want to call it, but functionally speaking, that is, you're giving them money and you're buying a ship. Like, you, you hand over cash, you get a ship in return. Okay, so functionally, you're, you're purchasing a ship. Now, I never had a problem with this system. I just thought, well, like with Elite Dangerous, like with the cosmetic items, I spent far more during my time playing Elite Dangerous on cosmetic items, skins, ship kits than I ever spent on the actual game itself. However, um, in this week, I was in a discussion about the topic with Odaxius, with Commander Odaxius, who people of this people among our listeners may be familiar with. He's been on the show and, and contributes uh, voice acting to Roy stories. And he had the view that the pledge model system was a predatory system, was a, was a, was a predatory marketing tactic. And I, at first, I, I didn't agree with this point. I thought, well, if people want to pledge money towards the project, they can. It's completely optional. And I went away from our discussion and thought about the points that Odaxius had raised for about a day or two. And, and, and I actually did have to concede and, and change my viewpoint towards the I hadn't I hadn't taken into consideration the limited time ship sales and which for those who are unaware basically throughout the year most ships are not available for purchase in Star Citizen you 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 have a, a kind of stable of ships that are always available to upgrade to or to purchase but the vast well quite I think it's a majority anyway are not available but they will show up as available for like one weekend of year or, or a few days here and there and i do feel like that that practice is predatory because it is creating a situation in which someone who may not necessarily have spent that money in that moment will spend that money that weekend or whenever um in order to to get something what's available um and furthermore i also feel like it isn't the smartest way of doing uh, of of carrying out this funding model because it then leads into situations like the grey market, like people spend, well I've done it myself, I bought a, a, a dragonfly yellow jacket on the grey market because it wasn't available in game and I wanted one, um, which is money that went to the grey market instead of going to the project. I, I don't necessarily feel that that is the maybe the smartest way of doing it. What I think might be better as a, as a model would be to have all of the ships available all of the time. And then people can like so there is a there is a linear progression, say, in, in how much ships cost. Mm. And if someone wanted to think, okay, well, I'll I'll upgrade by twenty twenty dollars a month, say. You know, maybe some months I won't, maybe some months I will. But uh, you know, when I feel like upgrading, I'll just upgrade my ship to the next ship up, whatever, <clears throat> putting some money into the project. Every couple of months I'm changing my ship up a little bit, trying some things out. And I think that would probably be a healthier um, and less predatory way of, of doing business. Um, Can I... I, wanted to, you know, I wanted to bring this up as a discussion, essentially, and, and see what hmm. you guys think. So let me hop in real quick with my 
thoughts on this. It's basically what I call the Winston Churchill model. Winston Churchill famously said, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. I don't like this model, this funding model for Star Citizen. I really don't. I've called it predatory myself. I think there's aspects of FOMO. There's aspects of pay to win. There's aspects or, or, or at least pay to advance. But there's, 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 there's lots of aspects of lots of things that I find distasteful about this funding model. What's the alternative? If the alternative is selling out to EA or Activision or signing up with some big publisher that's then going to take control of your shit and introduce loot boxes and introduce whatever, I'm like, I don't like this model, but I'm not I... smart enough to think of a better one. Well, can, well, I, can I just clarify something wait, wait. very quickly? Sure, just sure, Katie. Me. Sure. Okay, so I... I... I don't have a problem with. Uh, <laughs> maybe I didn't explain this very well. I don't have a problem with the the funding model being that you are um, buying. You give them cash, and that, yeah, like you, you can buy the ships in game. Sure, you can get them with AUC and eventually with UEC. But if you want a certain ship permanently to be yours, you know, after every wipe or whatever, you can just you know say, okay, I want to put this money into the project. And you get that ship as a road. I have no problem with that at all. So fact, your only issue that, is the limited time availability. My only issue is, yeah, is the is this is this practice of limit like 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 artificial creating artificial scarcity with certain ships or with the majority of ships rather to create these kind of like because I'm in a community with a lot of people who spend a lot of money on on sauces and when these things come out but these sales happen you suddenly get this splurging. You know, and I understand that the reason that they that CIG are able to create this incredibly in-depth, incredibly high fidelity space simulation game that goes beyond anything any other studio could do is that they raise so much money through ship sales and things like that. So I'm aware that, you know, that is you know you don't bite the hundred feeds, right? And and that is the mm. way that this is possible is through that model. But I do think that the limited time ship sales are a bad idea or at the very least maybe a little uh borderline unethical but certainly predatory uh, as a marketing uh strategy but so basically you're just against the fomo aspect but i mean i am yeah so so there's two things to that number one fomo is a proven proven marketing success like it works number two Every year at IEA, it's all available. So, like, that's going to pressure people to buy that maybe whatever are on the fence. That, like, that's the whole, like, act now, limited supplies, whatever. Like, that's marketing 101. But number two, for anyone who's, like, advanced in the project, for anyone who really has been with the project for a good bit of time, you know... Like, the FOMO aspect, maybe there's a FOMO for, like, get X ship at Y rate. But you know every year they're going to be available. You can grab one. So, like, I, I agree with you, Katie. 
and then at the same time I did like it's a it's a very weird nuanced thing so I, I am quite naive to this stuff basically because That's this is my first say. time kind of involved in this kind of mo you know I mean with, with other games you're involved with you buy DLC right which when it comes out you just you pay X amount for it and you buy the DLC mm. or you buy like cosmetic items that are always available or you know on a get on an online store everything's all everything that is out for the game is always available and you just pick and choose when you want to get something mm. now you're right that, that that i guess that everything is at one point in the year everything is for sale but i do see a lot of in our community when these things come up these weekends come up a lot of people you know are rushing to, to spend money um I want to call out Elix in the chat. He made a comment. For someone new to the project who doesn't know about the IAE sale near the end of the year, I can see how the short-term sales randomly in the year feel like FOMO. Like, I, I yeah. think that's the point you're yeah. making is like, yeah, yeah. for yeah. those who know, it's not unethical or predatory because you know but there's a lot who are constantly churning coming in that are new. And oh, for absolutely. them, maybe it feels a little and that weird. information isn't always easily available. You can drown in information for Star Citizen. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is to me, this is kind of the same thing in Elite Dangerous, for example. If I wanted to get the midnight black paint job for my Fertilance, I had to buy it at a certain time of the year. So I would save my arch. Black Friday. Right. For Black Friday for that time. If we had a set date every year and it didn't change, Black we Friday, do. for example. We do. It's IAE. Well, right. You say it's IAE. When is that? That's in, in November of every year. So yeah. what it works out is, so, so there's two. There's the IAE, which is November of every year, and there's um, Fleet Week. What's the name of it? What's the fucking, uh, uh, what's the proper name? For oh, Fleet Week, for the, for the for the for the for the for the military one, Invictus. Wait. Invictus. There's Invictus, which is it comes with Fleet Week early in the year every year, and there's IAE. But the fact that I, I think there's you're hard pressed to find people on the planet that love Star Citizen more than Tweaked and Katie in this year, and yet both of them are like, wait, when is that? When is what is whatever? Like, I think. That proves yeah, Katie's yeah. point exactly of like, there's an aspect of the veterans know, okay, this shit's going to come around, but not everyone knows that. And it is not uh, like, well, again, uh, point in case I've been making content about this for months and had no idea about, you know, that there were, there were certain points in the air where these things would happen. Um, it is not very clearly communicated for sure. Um, but I also I'm looking at some of the the um, the, the comments and there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, mm. I think feeling on both sides of that argument. Mm -hmm. I also feel like though that the that it, the game received a lot of crit criticism over the the ship sale aspect. Mm -hmm. and Fair and unfair, both. I think that the concept is good. I think the price point is crazy though. Like I think that. <laughs> Like ships, so buying ships, which is what you're functionally doing when you pledge towards the game. Okay, buying ships should maybe be considered like when you buy DLC for other games. And the the 
the range the scale of the price <laughs> difference between the base game and yeah. some of that DLC, yeah. if you mm. will, is mm. just goddamn insane. Like, I, in my opinion, like I love the don't get me wrong, I love the game, and I have spent money on things, you know, on, on pledges. So I have happily used the system, mm. but I do think though that the and at this point, like it's not going to change, right? It's it's become the kind of the accepted level that people like market forces mm-hmm. have dictated that people will pay those prices. Mm-hmm. But I think that it is crazy still. Would so just as a, a hypothetical, Katie, or is what you're suggesting that you feel like maybe ships in the twenty to forty dollar range would be I, more? No, no, I think that everything maybe should be reduced by a factor of ten. Mm. Okay. So that the high end ships, the high end rare ships are still. I mean, so there are there are ships that are, you know three thousand dollars, for example, like three hundred dollars is still mm. an absurd amount of money really to spend uh, to commit to on a one time purchase right. towards a video game. Essentially, a monthly so, car payment for a video game spaceship. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask yeah. you, Katie, is what? And I'm just asking. I'm not. I'm not weighing in on this opinion. I'm just asking. Is it maybe your thought that if the $380 or whatever Mercury Star Runner was $38, that 10 times more people would buy it and you would end up in the same place in the end? Or is it you're just saying, I think that's just a bit much regardless of how it works out? I, I No, no. I do think, I think that, right, I think there are two aspects to this that I would argue. I would place the, I would put the argument forward for two aspects of it. One is that I think you would draw more people into the project and you would make more money ultimately through um, through the sales. I I, I sell. Uh, I'm a 3D graphics artist um, when I'm not making content. And I do a lot of mainly freelance work and selling assets myself. And I have this, this is a certain category of assets that, that I do very well in. And I do, I do, I do, I price my products at a low low end of the price scale because you, you get volume of sales that way um and it works out better than making it trying to make it super exclusive for me personally anyway for, in, in that which is a different case but it, it's it gives you an example of what i'm talking about um but with the um the the in terms of like bringing people into the project who will then like get a taste for things and enjoy themselves and buy more stuff i think lower price points would work better and i also think that the game would draw far, far less criticism or be open to less criticism if they weren't these crazy that are factual. Like when someone when someone said when someone puts up an opinion piece criticizing the game about how you can spend thousands and thousands of real world dollars on mm. you know a virtual spaceship, mm. that's a I mean, they're not wrong. They're not nothing in their statement is incorrect. Like, you know, that that is a valid statement about an actual situation that is playing out. Hmm. Now there is also the counter argument, Katie, that like then just don't buy it with cash. You can get any ship in the game with the exception of like the you know, the Idris and the Bangle, whatever. There are some ships that are either unpurchasable or whatever. But like all of the flyable ships if it's released in this patch, they've kept up thus far. It's purchasable for AUEC next patch. Like I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with your point. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and bring up the counterpoint of like, there is also 
an aspect of for those who want to pay in like because it's one of two things they get the money from us or they get the money from a big company and if they get the money from a big company if they get the money from activision or 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 or, or ea or whatever then we see other predatory practices make it in so i come back to my original hypothesis of it's like winston churchill said this ain't a great system all the other alternatives may be worse yeah i mean i think so that and again there's no way to prove this i'm i'm speculating 100 percent here you know making an educated guess but but i think so that like Let's say, let's say something like, oh, I'll use the Mercury Star, Star as an example. Mm. So it's what it's two hundred and sixty dollars right now. And if mm-hmm. it's, let's say, let's say it's brought down. Mm. Let's say that it's brought down to, to forty dollars. Okay, Ooh, I think that oh. you would sell considerably more of them, right? Okay. And I think that that would, I think that would maybe even increase revenue. Yeah. Because you're not because because selling a digital product doesn't cost anything. It does. You don't. You don't. You know. It, it, on your end, you've already put the work in. The products already made. Like mm. it's 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 money for old rope, as they say when you sell them. So I think that lowering the price and increasing volume of sales would would net higher revenue as opposed to reduced revenue. So take me for example here, mm-hmm. and being able to buy all the flyable ships in game—that's great until there's a wipe and you lose yeah, 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 that totally. ship. Yeah. Mm. Now I have a Mercury star runner that I saved up all my credits to get. Mm. And now I'm going to lose it here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if it wasn't $260, if it was a manageable 40, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. I'd buy it. Okay. 260 totally. bucks. Yeah. I can't justify that. I can't justify like a, a bill payment for a pretend spaceship. So I'll yeah. just earn it in game again. So I'm not, giving any more money to CIG, whereas in Katie's scenario, making it 40 bucks, I absolutely would have already brought so, out the credit card and paid for it. So where I land on this issue, me personally, is that like, I don't know enough to give a good answer. I, my only thing, I partially agree with you. I do. And at the same time, I partially am like, what do I know? I'm a Marine sitting in his underwear playing, hit, kill, <laughs> like chopping down trees in New World. Like, they, I'm sure they got pretty smart, crafty people on here. If there's a better way to make money, I'm fairly sure these guys have thought about can it. I, Go ahead. Can I come in on this? Sure, absolutely. So, one of the things that I've had the unfortunate point of impact in being able to do in, in some of the stuff in the industry is determining price point. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, CIG made $60.7 million. Uh, 47.6 million of that was from pledges. So um, we're looking at literally like a good large portion of the of the income. We had $3.6 million from subscriptions and $9.4 million from external um external incentives like mm-hmm. other other things partnerships etc right but 47.6 million dollars of the 60.7 million dollars they made came from the the pledge system um mm. as it stands right now and katie is not wrong however when we're when we're judging pricing for these types of products in the industry we are we are judging based on multiple factors and that also includes how much money we need to spend to operate. And so, for example, had CIG not had gotten the external uh, investment that they got, 
they were $9 million in 2018. They were $9 million in the negative, right? They were, they were out of money in, in 2018 mm. Mm. and they got an external investment. And now um, pledges in 2018 were, you know, $37.7 million. So they were up almost $12 million year over, which is, fantastic it's a it's 26 percent increase but they're spending but, all that in making it yes. work they're spending all that in making it work the burn mm-hmm. right now for this you know when we're talking over 700 developers across well it's not all dev staff not all devops but 75 percent of cig is devops is is a phenomenal burn rate to mm. to to pay for all of these people's salaries right and and the thing is is like if we if you if you take the mercury star runner for example mm-hmm. And we're selling it at two hundred and forty dollars now, and we sell it at forty dollars later. It's it's you have to sell seven of them at the price that you would have sold one of them at. Yeah, and... but you would, yeah, but yeah, but like so, there's there's a there's a two way relationship between those two things. So like you, it's it, it it's much much harder to sell a high value product that you'll see by just by sheer economics, you'll sell much much less high ticket items that you will sell low price mm. items and like so how many people like when i speak to people about sauces and who don't play mm. sauces and one of the biggest um objections or one of the biggest kind of worries they have about the project about the game mm. is that they think it's pay to win and you can describe you can you can you can talk to them a lot about like yeah you, you can buy everything in game but it still ultimately is still is a case where people are, are buying advantages early on like after a wipe for example or whatever and the price point for those for the for those advantages are like for the average gamer like it's it's ludicrous price you know it's a ludicrous price whereas selling someone telling someone you can get the game for 45 dollars right and then you can get like a mid-price ship for 40 50 dollars right you would get a significantly higher number of players who are mm. willing to just go yeah okay i'll put that in I'll, I'll, I'll get one of those you know and my point is is that yeah you've got to sell seven of them to make up the one but you will find you'll have a much much easier job of getting seven people to commit to that than that mm. one person to commit to the uh, 260 dollars right now let me let but me just... stand in for the audience as the village idiot and just say i find myself standing between katie and rain uh two women who are significantly smarter than me i'll grant the premise uh just going like i don't know like uh i don't like you both make valid points i don't know i'm not smart enough to know the right answer i mean it it literally it's it's a project by project thing so the last project i work on i worked on grumpy witch um the price point for that project was twenty nine ninety nine, and we were going to sell that project at thirty nine ninety nine. And we had, you know, everything that Katie's talking about, she's right on. Um, but in certain cases, the project demands something completely different, right? That is sort of counterintuitive to mm. what you would expect, and that is seeing a different uptick and you would expect an increase in Mm -hmm. an uptick for a lower price of a product. And then we didn't see that matter Mm -hmm. of a fact, even when we lowered the price, we saw a net decline in the throughput of, of um, people wanting the product, which it was extremely counterintuitive. Wait, 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 net decline in the raw numbers or net, net decline in the total dollars. Is that decline in total dollars? Okay. 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 
yeah, yeah. That that like, I get. The other thing I would be like shocked of. Okay, all right. Yeah, but we're talking so, about different things. Like we're talking about mm-hmm. like so. I'm talking about essentially when you when it comes to the ship sales, you are selling to a captive audience, right? Because mm-hmm. people have already bought the game. Like they're already involved in that world, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like selling like um, items in any other game, right? Like selling a game itself mm-hmm. is a different animal because you've got like complete. You've got you've got to market that as a product in its entirety. Whereas selling content for a game, you're selling to the audience of the game who already own the game. Yeah, mm. so, I mean, yeah. I don't I know. Th- I just think, you know, we we've we've seen I don't think, regardless of what CIG does, that we would go if we cut all the prices in half or down by a factor of ten, like Katie said, which yeah, I'm all for it. I don't think we would go from the near 3 million pledges we have to the 30 million pledges that then that would then require to make up the same amount of, of income that would be required for this project. I really don't. I don't, I don't think there are 30 million people that would be involved or engaged in this product. Right. Like, and that I'm not trying to like be dismissive because I agree with Katie. I do. Um, I just think that like, Unfortunately, as is said, this is what is working for this project, whether we like it or not. And it's not going to change. And there are some things that I wish would change. I don't like the timed ship sales either, for example. Mm. I think you should leave it all open all year round. Mm. Um, And this comes from somebody who's a market analyst and a community and media relations manager and everything. This is my job is to do this kind of stuff and i i don't like it but i also don't think because of the negative press that the game's gotten from word go before mm. they even were doing this um you know and katie and i for example we've all dealt with people who it doesn't matter katie's got 30 videos of gameplay up and you've got people still saying it's a scam in her video comments mm. right that yeah right that she's a shill and bought and paid for by chris roberts etc etc <laughs> right i don't think we could go because the thing is is if you were to cut the cost say say it's it's 10 times as much i don't think we could go from the 2.6 to 3 million citizens we have mm. to the 30 million we would need to make that same amount of money i really just don't uh, you know sorry to rant on that one but no worse like you said kai it's this is the situation that we're in whether we like it or not and it's the best one that works and I I will take this and all of its BS rather than CIG bowing, you know, bending the knee to someone else. So real quick, uh, we're gonna close out this topic because we got stuff to get to. We're gonna close out this topic with Gamers Cafe, who has a thing on ship prices. Go. So very quickly, the the reason the prices the ships they are is not because of you know that we need to sell this amount to to make this much money. It's because of the fact that they want the ships to be artificially scarce in the universe. Remember, you're not going to be able to buy ships, from what they've said, when the game goes live. Uh, the reason why real, the 890 is... Real quick asterisk on that. I'll believe that when I see it, but go ahead. True. But yeah, so the, the, the reason the 890 is the price that it is is because they don't want 890s all throughout the universe. If they were to sell the 890 for $100, everybody would have brought one, mm-hmm. right? And that's what you'd see throughout the universe is just 890s everywhere. They mm. want this sort of to be an artificial scarcity to these ships because of the fact that they're 
there's so many people on a server. There's so many people going to be playing the game. Mm. They've done the math to work out, well, okay, we want 10 890s. If we make it $1,000, we're only going to sell 10. So that's the price we sell it for. Mm. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, that we're going to wrap up that topic. I honestly don't, I like, I feel like Katie and, and Lady Rain have diametrically opposed opinions, even though they both respect the the the. No, I agree with you. I, no, no, oh, and well, I and I but, also hmm. agree with to a degree. I agree with. Ray. I agree, agree that it would be change yeah. would be impractical at this point. Basically, yes, I agree. But at the same time, I'm saying you guys are on opposite sides of the coin to a certain extent, and yet I agree with both of you. And my aspect, my my my, where I land on it is like, I, I don't know, man. That's that's a rough one. But like. Okay, so that's an interesting topic. I love topics like that, though, where there isn't topic. necessarily a right answer. It's, what's your opinion? Um, I, but, think, go ahead. I think it's important to have those discussions like, yeah. with people who, who, don't, who don't necessarily agree with you. 100%. Because like I said with Odaxis, he was able to give me things to think about and change my perspective a little. It's important to, to at least be aware of the counter-arguments. Yeah. Certainly. But but it, it's important to do it in a context I feel like we've provided on the show of two people who might not agree but both respect each other and are not going to take shit shitty. They're they're going to be like, okay, that's a good point, but what about this? Well, that's Absolutely. a good point, but what about that? And that's where, where that leads. I real quick want to hit up uh, first Wolf on Star Citizen and then Tweaked, and then we're going to move to Elite. Uh, Wolf, Star Citizen stuff, do you have anything to add to it or are you just enjoying the combo? I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, I'm as as far as the whole. This is what ships cost in in real dollars. If you don't want to earn them in game, like I can get that. There's there's tangible reasons for that, and it's been thought out. Are they expensive? Well, t- yeah, a- absurdly so. I I don't mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, I like Katie said. I think uh, change is impractical. It it. It is what it is. They say that they're going to sundown um, this funding once it actually is done and goes live. I believe it when I see I it. Who will believe that when I see it? Um, or maybe there'll be a influx of new ships and there'll be different price points. I I don't I don't know. I don't hmm. care. It's okay. it is what it is. I don't like it. I'm not participating in that. So I shall carry on. Yeah, I agree. I don't like it, but the amount of me not liking it is not outweighed by me liking the project and wanting it to happen however it happens. Yeah. Tweet, your Star Citizen thoughts, and then I want you to lead us off on Elite. So you roll into both, bro. I'll do that. Yeah, start, I'm kind of with Katie on this, and I will say one thing that could nullify all of this and probably not realistic yet, but we're having a wipe with the upcoming 3.15 patch. One way to nullify this would be to limit the amount of wipes going forward. Because if you have the ability to earn and keep your ships in game, it takes away the price point of having to buy them out of game. Right That's on. That's a very good point, yeah. Excellent point. Uh, do you have uh, anything else? Okay, go ahead. No, as far as Star Citizen, I'm excited for the, the, the jump point. I have I have yet to visit jump point at all, honestly. Mm. And then with the Halloween event today to go follow in the footsteps of this serial killer from Lore, that sounds fun to me. So I I'm gonna go check that out and I'm sure I'll get you know, 
hit by some pvp and all that i'm looking forward to all of it so i'm excited for that 100 percent. and this is the first wipe for 18 months as lady rain points out in the chat actually it's not even 18 months it's 3.8.2 which is now like 20 months ago but like you are absolutely right rain um I want to end the Star Citizen discussion. I just want to, I'm going to do a little Jerry Springer where I'm like, hey, come, come over here. Put the camera on me. Let me talk to you for a second. Here's the thing. Opinions will vary with regard to the funding models and whatever Star Citizen, but I think everyone on this panel will greatly agree and concede to the fact that we are a week away from SitCon and we are all excited as fuck. We have massive boners and lady boners for what is to come and 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 seeing the the, the I want to see the Tony Z talk I want to see that 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 keynote I want to see the the there's the what's his name Pappy's going to do a thing I want to see the thing on 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 server meshing I I'm excited 3.15 is going to be coming like a week or two later like so much excite so very good um tweak lead us into elite dangerous talk talk to us about all of the stuff from elite and people will chime in as as it as it moves them absolutely so elite dangerous frontier developments as we all have grown to know them fdev they actually did a thing this week (laughs) so update seven has come out and and let me preface this by saying looking at odyssey you have to know you have to understand it is not star citizen it is not. It's just not Star Citizen. When you can separate the two in your mind, there's a foundation to have some good fun in it, I believe. It's been playing well. I'm having fun with the missions. And on Tuesday's stream, Super Cruise News, they broke some pretty big news, really, where Update 8, which is coming in October, is going to have emotes, mm. finally. Mm. Which, mind you, this stuff, in my opinion, should have been here at launch. But props to them for keeping up with it and finally getting this stuff in the game. We're getting emotes with that update. We are getting more complex missions, including agents coming after you when you're trying to do these missions. Including your assassination target trying to flee on shuttles while you're chasing them down. Mixing space and ground missions together are supposed to be coming in this patch, not to mention more optimization and all of that kind of stuff. But Mm. then, on top of that, they broke some, in my opinion, actually pretty big news where they said not with patch 8, but likely with patch 9, we are going to finally get a two-seat combat SRV. So finally, after all this time, a new SRV that is Mm combat-oriented that seats two people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I should say that uh, update eight is also going to include the four seat ship, so you can have a full wing in the ships to go fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. But but in update nine, a combat SRV and fleet carrier interiors. Now they mm-hmm. didn't go into any depth as to what they're going to look like. My bet is it's going to be a small concourse on the fleet carriers. But this, in my opinion, is FDev's chance to start winning back some some lost trust, I guess, some lost love. If if they can pull off the fleet carrier interiors and maybe let us see the jump and stuff, mm. then they'll start making some progress back. Point, this, real quick, to me, real, real yep. quick, point of clarification. 
Did they say the two-seater SRV and fleet carrier interiors in Update 9? I know they said in the coming months for those things. Did they commit to those in Update 9, or did they just say those in the future? They said in the coming months, okay. but the way these updates have been going, Update 8 will be mid to late October. And two, then yeah, they're like two at, months between updates at this point. Yep, and you're looking at update nine. That's that's in that time frame. I so just want to clarify, though, for anyone who's listening to our show who might not have seen the data directly, in the coming months could be two months from now, four months from now, 18 months from now. I just want to make that point clear so that we don't mislead anyone, Tweet. That, that is that is true. But I I'm agree with you that, that it's a decent... I agree with you that it's a... It, it, it maybe yeah but i just want to make sure that they did not specifically say these features in update nine that that i know of right no you are correct that okay is true. okay and, and i'm not one at this point to give fdev the benefit of the doubt either however. i mean you may be right you may be <laughs> yeah however i'm i'm just of the mindset that right now odyssey is pretty close to where i expected it to be at launch and with the updates coming in eight, adding the emotes, adding the more complex missions, adding the more multiplayer ships, to me, it's even closer to what I expected at launch. And now you're starting to add actual content where we're getting new SRVs, we're getting mm. fleet carrier interiors. Up, update eight is also going to have the mega ship interiors, which are not all the same, they, mm. they claim. They're not going to be copy and paste. Mm according to what they said on stream we'll see when that comes out but a couple quick points we showed you that two-seater srv with the gun with the machine gun laser jobby turret on the top um what six months ago or so or yeah. whatever if you go back you'll see the video that we showed you of that um we've been calling for for fleet carrier um interiors i'm going to very briefly as possible because i don't want to oversalt people I'm just going to make my one point and then I'm going to step out of this combo and let you all sort it. My main point is, I'm sorry to say this, I don't mean to be that guy, but Frontier has lied to us like 20 times in a row, the last 20 statements they've made with us. So for all of this, oh, you're getting fleet care interiors, you're getting this, I'm not even saying I disagree with it. I'm not even saying I don't believe it. But I will say the exact same thing I said with regard to the Star Citizen CIG content of like, we'll stop selling ships when the game comes out. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, CIG, to me, has a much better track record of at least telling the truth. So I give them more benefit of the doubt. With regard to Elite, lately, lately, in the last year, I feel like I've been lied to by Frontier a lot. So my thing is, you know, hey, the check's in the mail. That's nice. We'll see when it comes in. So just on this, the with the fleet carriers and the interiors, we do have precedent for them to actually have done this with the space stations. If, for example, the fleet carriers are mobile bases and are listed as a base, it is entirely possible that we will get interiors because it's easier to do. They just simply have to go through. It depends on how Cobra Engine works. The reason why we have interiors, we don't have interiors in Elite for the ships, 
it's I think it's because of code. It might be entirely easy for them to make fleet carriers mobile bases and therefore they just simply use the code that they already have from the space station. So it is possible that they bring it out, but I'm not expecting it to be some grand design. I think it's going to be pretty basic, like when legs first came into into Elite. But it is possible that they just simply copy the code and, and make a mobile basis. It's very likely that what is going to be delivered for the fleet carriers for the for the interior space the the community space if you will is going to be something very much akin to what we already have with um everything else we can interact now the hmm. as exciting as that is okay at least it gives me a place i can i can tell the carrier to go or i jump on my buddy's carrier i can walk off the back of the ship or get teleported to the side or wherever the hell it puts me. Mm. I go up the elevator. I go onto the whatever mezzanine level where there's the glass and I can see outside and I can watch the hyperspace jump happen. Uh, a, I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, I, if that's we can't a, see the hyperspace jump, mm-hmm. then it's, it's going to beg the question of what's the point? Because My... what they haven't said in this Mm. Is that the fleet carrier interiors? Like we own them. Like we already. It, it, you fly up to your carrier. You don't even get recognized as being the guy that pays the bills. True. There's nothing in here that says that we're going to be able to customize the big, appearance of the fleet carrier. Big true. So we already have a window that we can look out of at the bar already in a space station, and we can see ships coming in and out. Um, if we can't watch the hyperspace jump happen and it's literally me just staring at a different bulkhead, but this time I'm standing instead of bolted to my seat, big oof. My history with Elite from, I'm going to bring up a point of a thing we did on the, 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 the Super Friendos roundtable maybe eight months, ten months ago. And this was back when I was much more supportive and happy with the project and was much more rah-rah and whatever. And uh, Plater, Commander Plater, said to me on, on, on the show, midstream, like, hey, man, I've been with this project since the beginning. Let me tell you something. If they don't explicitly say it, don't expect it. Frontier is the king of making a vague comment which plants all sorts of ideas in your minds of cool shit to come but they didn't say that that cool shit is coming. And then people are happy for a year and then they release the thing and then it's ooh, doesn't have this, this, and this, which would seem obvious. And Frontier's response is like, we, we never said it was going to be that. We just said this. Uh, so my personal whatever, and I'm not trying to be shitty by saying this, I'm just being real. Until or unless you see Frontier say specifically, and even when you see Frontier say specifically, until they demo it for you and you see it, I would not expect to see that stuff. I could be wrong. I, I agree with that. I mean, I've been playing Elite lately, uh, Odyssey, and I've been enjoying myself again. And this is the first time in a long time that I saw something and I said, whoa, they did a, the, they did a thing that is like, they took a step in the right direction, and it's been a long time since I could say that. But 
I still believe that FDEV's MO for the last couple of years has been minimum viable product. Mm. So I'm betting what we're going to see on the fleet carriers is a mini concourse that we get in the stations. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they actually put some effort into this and let us see the jump and and let us customize some things and stuff like that. But mm. I'll believe that when I can see it. It that could said, very well lock you. It could very well either put down blast doors, Battlestar Galactica style, and or lock you to the hangar for the jump sequence and say like, they, I could see, I could totally see Frontier saying, uh, if you're not strapped in during the jump, you could hurt yourself. Therefore, you're locked when this, the jump sequence happens. You're locked into your hangar and there's no windows there. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupted Tweak and then Rain has a point. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that being said, I'm with Wolf where if I can have my friends land on my carrier and we can meet at the bar or something, wait at the bar while we're waiting for everybody to get there, there's there's more stuff to do there. And and as things stand right now, I'm enjoying the game and they are adding mm. more content. So mm. it's up to FDev now. And I hope, I hope beyond hope that they have seen the fallout in the community and mm. they've heard the outcry and they realize they have to do better. And this is their first opportunity to actually do that. So we have to see what they do. Okay. Rain had a point. Go for it. Two things I want to say first. First of all, take your frustrations out on leadership and leadership only through Correct. proper channels and respectfully. Secondly, if you're one of those people that loves to, to go to somebody and say, you like this game and I don't, you're an idiot. I don't like you. Mm. Third, my actual point here, and I've not salted in a very long time, mm. but what is it Deadpool says? Maximum effort? This is the exact opposite. I'm sorry. Minimum effort, right? You're going to give us an SRV now? Now, six years later, was it five, six years later, you're going to give us another SRV? No mention of additional ships. I still can't land on Earthlinks. I still can't go into gas giants, things I can do in Star Citizen, right? I still can't lean or go prone mm. on, on ground combat, right? Like, great, we're getting, it, it, it's, it's minimum viable product, it's minimum effort, and it's placation and placation only. And I feel like, Everybody's going to hate me for saying this, but I get I'm also a complete noob still with only 500 hours in Elite, but I did love Elite, mm. and I still do. And, you know, one of the most amazing things is that Dr. K. Ross followed me on Twitter, and I've actually talked to her. She's fucking amazing. Mm. Please don't attack Frontier staff. Please Never. don't. Ever. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Oh, not, not just Frontier staff, any game staff. Even yeah. if you find a game, even if you find what is that? There's that. There's that one game that people are making videos of. Where, even if you find a game where it's a complete fucking scam, they're stealing your money. Blame management. Don't blame the poor employees who are working there because they got scammed too, and they're they're more fucked than yes. you are by a million. But my my thing here is I I haven't played since april and the mm. game is according to all of our database information at its lowest possible peak concurrent user count and average user count at least on steam that it's ever been at so 
I mean, to me, this just seems like placation. Hey, look, we're giving you an SRV finally after like six years. Hey, look, we're giving you emotes, which, mm. as Tweak said, should have been in the game when Odyssey launched. Hey, mm. you know, look, we're talking about the possibility of interiors and megaships destroying the DSSA, for example, and all this other stuff. And it's like, you're still fucking tone deaf this many months later. Well, I agree with you, Rain, but I think what you're doing there is one you said, which I can do in Star Citizen. For me, I really have to put a, a line straight down the middle and say Star Citizen is this, Elite is this. Mm -hmm. And holding them or counting them negatively against stuff that they didn't do in the past. Mm. And I'm as guilty as anybody. I have been very angry with them, mm -hmm. but that would be like punishing my daughter for something that she fucked up on six months ago. Pardon my language. Now is the time that they can start doing right. And if they don't do right by it, then shame on them. Big but true. I have to at least give them the chance. Big true. I and feel, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and there are other little things, too, like Arthur mentioned, and take it for what it's worth, coming from, from Arthur, in my opinion. But He's very honest. They, 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 mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Honest Arf. They did mention more things coming, and he hinted at, like, being able to, maybe it was Sally that said it. I can't remember which one of them said it, but, like, sitting in the bars and stuff like that. They've heard the people, and there's mm. th there's signs that they may be going in the right direction and i loved this game like no other game mm. i i did i mean most people that know me realize that and i i believe honestly i can say at this moment that star citizen is in every almost every way a far superior game mm -hmm. but there are a few little things mm -hmm. that elite does better than star citizen and mm. if if elite can strengthen if FDEV can strengthen and start making proper choices and putting out actual effort now then they can start to turn things around for those of us so, that actually love so, it. so let me let me let me on the negative side i am so pissed off at frontier right now that i'm not playing elite dangerous i decided i'm taking a break until christmas i'm just going to take a break I'm that fucking angry at being lied to to my face over and over and over and being shat on. That's the negative. The positive is Elite Dangerous is still the greatest game in the history of the world that I know of with regard to the Galaxy model. And while I feel like Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen's flight models are very close together and Star Citizen is continuing to make gains... I think Elite still has, by a slim margin, the best specific flight model, period. I agree. I think um, I, Katie always brings that up. For me, now, boy, the one big thing, though, is the BGS. I feel like I have a home in Elite Dangerous. Now, My 30-some-odd systems and my crew, my, my squadron, my, my PMF that's in-game with all my friends that are still playing... I feel like I have a home, whereas in Star Citizen, I go wherever I want to go, which is freeing. They, mm. Like I say, I separate the two, but so, it's got its advantages. So going, getting back to my point, I, the negative is all of my anger stuff. The positive is the stuff that they do better than anyone else as far as I'm concerned, and I'll still, to this day, and anyone that calls me an elite dangerous shill is not paying attention because I've shat on them repeatedly. But I feel like they still do that better than anyone else, and I want to give them the respect and the 
uh, whatever of that. And then now swinging back again to the negative. I'm hearing lots of promises. I've been lied to repeatedly. So your promises, your word is no good. But if you do what you promise, okay, I'm willing to, to give you the, I'm, I'm willing to, at that point, you know, call it out, whatever. Did this, hey, new SRV, maybe more down the line. Awesome. Hey, we're doing this with what? Okay, awesome. Don't, you can't tell me anymore. You have to show me at this point. Katie. Yeah, you mentioned that um, about, you know, things that are leaders better and it being the, you know, one of the greatest games. And I, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think people should play the games they enjoy. I have put, I've, I, you know, I've had my money's worth and then some are really dangerous. Like I've easily 5,000 hours, you know, from, from my initial on the game and the expansions. I bought Odyssey. I wasn't hunting down refunds. I don't have an interest in playing Elite Dangerous anymore, but I've, I've spent 5,000 hours in it. I defy anyone to spend 5,000 hours doing something and then not want to do something else after it. And the fact that I spent those 5,000 hours shows that, you know, there, there, are, I think there are things that Elite Dangerous does incredibly well mm. as a game. Katie, um, here's the thing. I get that you have an opinion, but you're just a girl, so... <laughs> I want to ask you something to embarrass you. Who is the number one all-time AXI ace on the leaderboards? Um, I forget what her name is. Um, <gasps> it's a girl? It... <laughs> oh, that would be you. So when you share your opinion with people, anyone who wants to go, oh, that's nice, but I'm not listening. Hey, you're talking to the fucking number one ace in the history of the game of the AXI leaderboards. Pay attention, son. Gamers Cafe, you had something? Yeah, so look, I was just simply going to say that at the end of the day, I'll, if it comes in, it's great that if they're going to put the ship interiors for these capital ships and stuff. I do remember a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago, they were saying that ship interiors are boring, so... It's good to see that they've seemed to have backflipped on that a little bit. But to the people that, that want to fanboy, and no one obviously in this Discord, but people in who might watch this later, just keep in mind, two good games is better because at the end of the day, if Star Citizen has Elite to compete against, mm. then that's obviously going to force CIG to work harder to make their game better. Big and, and there might be stuff. Yeah, and there might be something that, that CIG will see that will go, hey, we want that in our game. Like, for example, CIG, please, for the love of God, put that landing 3D thing in the game, please. Um, but at the end of the day, and vice versa too, you know, at the end of the day, obviously, elites looked at CIG and said, well, hey, they do really, really good ship interiors. We want to put that in our ships, mm. you know, fleet carriers and maybe ships later. So just because of the fact that, that we have two good games, doesn't mean you can't play them both. Mm. Doesn't mean we have to get all tribal about these games. And at the end of the day, if we've got two really, really good games, mm. it's better for us and it's better for the games because they're going to be competing against each other. I want eight really, really good games. Tweaked. Yeah. To Gamer's point, I've actually, in the last few days, had that exact conversation. I have people messaging me going, what are you doing playing Elite Dangerous again? And I made that same exact point. Is like, listen... It's in a better place than it was a few months ago. 
I'm doing new things. When I can sprinkle the ground stuff in on top of the space stuff, mm. it's a lot of fun. Mm. And the AI for my money at this point in time, uh, on a good server in Star Citizen, the AI oh, is yeah. quite smart. But the AI and Elite Dangerous Odyssey right now are ruthless. Mm. Like take, taken as an, take an average, the AI in Star Citizen is atrocious most of the time, yeah. I uh, have a confession real quick. Mm. Mm. I forgot Tweaked was playing on the computer. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait, you're playing Elite again? But he plays both. Right. Yeah. Cause, I mean, you know, the community got you a computer so you can play Star Citizen. And I was like, wait a minute. What does he mean he's playing? Oh, right. The computer. Yeah. He's, he's, he's ambidextrous now. He's playing well, not, both. Not just for Odyssey, though, because I will say if Star Citizen ever implements VR, I'm all over it because the VR in the ship stuff for Elite is so next level. It's amazing. And to Gamer's point earlier, I can get up and walk around my cockpit in VR. But that's that's insane to me. But also to your other point tweaked, I feel like the fact like I know for a fact I play have played, don't I'm not currently, but I have played the fuck out of Elite. I've got thousands of hours in. Anyone who questions my bona fides to talk about Elite stuff can suck a dick. I have played the living shit out of Star Citizen, and I think it is the most promising game, just period, full stop. I play the living hell out of Nomansky, and I love it with the passion of a teenager who's seen his first true love. I have bought like hundreds of dollars of other games on the steam sale and i i'm i'm sorry i feel a little guilty because i am playing fucking non-stop new world at the moment that's just this is the new new uh, i'll get it situated and then i'll put it into the rotation of a day or two a week and i i absolutely intend to get to x4 and to get to you know sins of a solar empire and to get to this one and that one and the point that i'm making with all of this is that us Playing other games doesn't mean that we're cheating on Elite. Doesn't mean that we're cheating on Star Citizen. Doesn't mean that we're cheating on Nomansky or any one pick your particular favorite where you are like, if you're not doing this, you're hurting, but you're cheating on mom. No, we're just becoming more skilled and conversant in a wider skill set and a wider range of topics by in seeing, oh, wow, Mass Effect had this. Oh, this game had that. This game had that. All of this helps to round out our knowledge and love of space games in general and gives us sort of like when you say Star Citizen's about to do this, if you're conversant in Elite and No Man's Sky and X4 and this one and that one and the other, it gives you more of a sort of range of ideas to hypothesize on and say well this was great in this game i hope they do something like this or oh that was shitty in that game i hope they do not follow that idea you know what i mean like i feel like for tweak playing elite is not in any way cheating on star citizen playing all a vast range of games just makes him more conversant period 
I will likely go right back to Star Citizen as soon as the white hap- wipe happens. There's mm. no question in my mind. I'm just waiting for that. I feel I don't like busy work. And right now, anything I do in Star Citizen, unless Katie pings me and says, hey, we need some help with something, feels like something that's going to get erased and I'll start over again. That's not whining. That's just a fact. It's okay. going to happen. So why not wait a couple of weeks and then get back into it? And mm. that's when I got into Elite and me and a, another friend have gotten pretty heavy into it and found that, you know what? This is kind of fun, actually. And and there's no rule against playing both games. <coughs> I wanna, just isn't. So. I want to take a moment to point out the fact that friend of the show, Lady Raincloud, streams regularly, you know, life stuff uh, 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 depending strings mm. regularly Saturday games of like this space game or that space game and I've seen her stream cool fucking games that I didn't know a thing about and I was like oh my god look at that black hole that looks cool oh my god look at this that looks and it's like yeah man it's all love it's all we're oh. all space gamer nerds I just I just want to be clear real quick though I, I know I'm salty but hopefully people understand that I still love Elite, and mm. I would go back to play it, and I'm not, like, Tweak, you don't think I'm bashing on you for playing Elite right now, do you? No, 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 not you. No, I've, got uh, other, I've got old friends of mine that used to play Elite a ton mm. that don't anymore, that they're like, dude, why did you go back? And no, Okay, cool. I just want to make sure everybody, like, nobody <laughs> in this conversation thinks that I'm, like, attacking them. No, no, no. You have the right to be mad at them for lying. But separate that from I still want the project to do well. That's that's I do. I do I, want Elite to do well. I yeah. really do. That's what I, I said. I said we've spent thousands of hours in this game talking about me and those friends. Mm. Don't let your anger with FDev ruin something that we once all enjoyed so much. Mm. And yeah. that's that's where I finally gotten to be I'm I've it took me a long time, but I'm at that point now. So on top of that, as we said earlier on, having and I I, I I think this is especially for a show like this is really important. Having like counterpoints to each mm-hmm. other makes for a better discussion. Absolutely. Well, you know? Um but but the, the reverse is also true. Like I like I've been obviously switched my content from really dangerous to Star Citizen. Mm. And the amount of comments that you get saying, Oh, for, for example, there was one the other day someone like, Oh, pe-, like oh, wow, people are actually promoting this Ponzi scheme and things like that. You know, so it's mm. like there were there were people who do the same about Sarsis, people from the Early Dangerous community mm-hmm. do the same about Sarsis and, and vice versa. Tribal people yeah. everywhere need to chill. Smoke a mm. fucking joint and chill. And, and I just want to say too that if you do play another game, like for example, I used to play Halion, right? Mm. I loved it. I loved the game. Mm. And there were things in Halion that I would love to have seen in Star Citizen. And now because I played, like, for example, the way they did their whole airlock and their the whole oxygen tank on the ship and mm-hmm. how you had to cycle the oxygen in the ship and stuff like that. And because I played Halion, I was like, hey, this is a really cool idea. Mm. And, you know, you might go under Reddit. Obviously, I made a video talking about it. But other people might go under Reddit or they might go into the – or they might bring it up with, when it comes to, you know, calling all devs or whatever it may be. So at the end of the day, just because you're playing a different game, it's not necessarily a bad thing for elite star citizen, mm. because at the end of the day, you might be like, "Hey, this is a really cool way of doing it. Let's put this in star citizen," and all of a sudden, you know, star citizen gets better than it already is, or elite gets better than it already is. Mm. So it's not a bad thing if you run off and play Imperium or Halion or whatever it may be. 
can I, I, I want to end this topic. Uh, wait, Tweaked actually has one more point, and then I'm going to end this topic. Go, Tweaked. Okay. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the console community right now mm. is, I've noticed in the last probably week, especially, mm. seems to be getting more and more restless. Uh, mm. I obviously come from console. I've got 170 members in Opix on Xbox alone not not to count not to mention the group of us on pc and a lot of people are getting very angry very restless with the lack of anything other than mm. yeah we've put console on indefinite delay while we get pc right mm. that's all ff has said really and that's not enough at this point mm. now burpit did put out a video today where mm -hmm. he suggested that because of the fact that we're seeing uh features i guess the srv say. and whatnot yeah right the srv the 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 ship interior mm -hmm. or not the ship interiors but the fleet, fleet carrier, carrier. Interiors, mm -hmm. that that would suggest that possibly the console stuff could be start getting worked on sooner than later mm -hmm. i agree i possibly possibly that's true right i agree that it's possible but not true. explicit yeah but the, the the community the xbox community in specific is very <laughs> let's just say non-existent at this point in time. Mm. Most people have moved on and a lot of people are angry. I feel like we're, so the show's going a little bit long. I want to, um, all right, Wolf last, absolute last thing. And then I'm closing this out. Go Wolf. So my, my only thought about, you know, maybe they're starting to get things around the bend and they can start dedicating stuff to console. Um, I really, I really do want to think that because uh, all, all, all of our console commanders have gotten the absolute shaft in this, and I, I completely understand why they're restless. I would, I would be quite upset myself. Agree, big agree. The, the thing that was put on essentially their little roadmap thing was, hey, we're we're looking into at some point in the near future. We're going to put fleet carrier interiors in. Okay. Um, fleet carriers came out how long ago? A year ago. They came out July of 2020. And for the longest time, that they, they said no, 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 no. And they're saying for the mega ships, with all the everyone being so happy about it, we're going to look into put, getting it on onto fleet carriers. It... I understand why they want to do it. Mm. I understand that to to a fleet carrier owner who is on PC, is playing Odyssey, has access to feet, interiors of things, it's it's a big gaping hole that it needs to be filled. It should have been filled on launch. There's a lot of things that should have been done on launch. Uh, obviously, we're seeing that the catch-up game that they've been playing is looks like it's starting to come to an end. We'll see if that's actually the case, which mm. at which point then, you know, Kai's prediction of this is very half baked. It's they're gonna release it, not done, blah blah blah. That whole the whole lines of conversation we had back in the day on this. To be honest, as much as much as it would be a disappointment to PC Odyssey players for mm. fleet carrier interiors. Mm. If they put on that roadmap, hey, we're not going back and doing anything with any other things because fleet carriers are old content as far as Odyssey is concerned. 
Now we're going to start looking forward to what we need to do optimizations-wise further so that we can get Xbox and PlayStation Commanders the game. That, I think, would have rang a little more on tone rather than it still being a little tone deaf. Good point. And that's all I have to say on that. Fair point. I'm going to close this conversation and Elite in general by saying this. For anybody who is an Elite fanboy who wants to shit on Star Citizen and call it a scam, this is the, the fact. Repeatedly, when asked, your god, David Braben, has said, I think Star Citizen is a fantastic project. I think it's wonderful. I think they're doing good stuff. And I think people should support it. For anyone who is a Star Citizen fanboy who wants to shit on Elite and say that, oh, it should die, whatever, I will point out your god, Chris Roberts, legitimately potentially helped save the entire project of Elite when it was in the Kickstarter and it was sort of floundering in the mid-level and wasn't projected to make it on time. And Chris Roberts sounded the fucking horn of Gondor and posted publicly places everywhere saying get out there and support elite this is a great project this is a great guy i'm sure they'll do good stuff so everyone if you're an elite guy who's got complaints about elite that's fine if you're a star citizen guy who has star citizens complaints about star citizen stuff that's fine but shitting on the other not allowed here this is a b fucking nice zone to the other so that's that's it. Now, Nomansky, real quick, because I, I we got to cover it real, real quick before we close out the night. I know that you just completed... I, I've already completed Expedition 3. I know, Wolf, in this last week, you've completed Expedition 3. Um, what are your... What, what were your thoughts on completing that expedition? And, and, and where where... What do you... Like, just general topic, anyone on Nomansky, what do you want to see going forward? Wolf, start it off. I thought that the expedition as a whole was was really interesting. Um, it gave me a new way to look at solving um, a few problems that I've been trying to tackle uh, in the, the regular save that I have. Um, mainly because the with the different things that you could do, it would give you the, the tips of, well, here's your reward. Well, I need that to do this. And you can kind of plan and see like how they want you to solve this puzzle with where they've put you and what they've given you. Um, it was really neat to see sort of less sandboxy gameplay in the sandbox. And I, I think I actually ended up learning way more um, than I have by doing that expedition <laughs> than all the Survival Bob and other videos that I've watched. Because they gave you a whole list of like 50 puzzles that you had to solve and pick it apart and whatever, right? Yeah. Teach a I man mean, to I, fish. I, I kind of... It makes me kind of um, bummed that I don't have access to the previous expeditions to go and, and play them just mm. to just to do them because I think I could learn a lot more. But when I jump back over on my, on my new set, on my, uh, you know, normal save, it's like, Oh yeah, I was trying to do this this way. That's, 
I'm, I'm not doing that this way. That's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I can do it this way, mm-hmm. and this is way more fun and way faster. I can get done with this little hurdle that I need so I can go do that thing that I really want to go do. It, it, you, you take somebody like myself who has a very break something down into its most basic components, figure it out, do the job, mm. move on with your day. This gave me a different way of looking at the same problems while not limiting me in any way whatsoever. And it was, I, I thought it was just masterfully done. Uh, the ending of the expedition where you end up, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, that was really, <laughs> so beautiful. that was really, really, really cool to see um, what is left behind. It's so beautiful. Yes. And I feel like, to your point, to, uh, 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 um, Wolf, I feel like, so Nomansky is just this big open, do whatever the hell you like, knock yourself out. But the expeditions, it's like an old school Dungeons and Dragons module of like, you're not you, you're this character. And you're in this very specific predicament. And you have this very specific list of puzzles you have to solve. And it makes you think outside the box. And it teaches you. I feel like this is... In the Marines, they would send us to different schools for stuff. And it was like, you're going to go do this for two weeks. You're going to go do this for a month. You're going to go do this. And it's extended training. And then you you pick up new skill sets along the way. And it makes you... When you go back now to your regular save, you're like, well, I, like you said, you have these other options. I feel like you and I, Wolf, were bouncing... We were constantly collaborating and looking stuff up and bouncing ideas off each other and like... Well, how do we get around this? Let's figure it out. How do we, whatever, let's figure it out. Like, because it robs you, especially through this expedition, there's a huge chunk of it where you don't have access to your ship. You're locked to the planet. It robs you of the super easy, well, I'm just going to fly up to the anomaly and buy the thing, and then I got that. It makes you, okay, if that's not an option, how do you get by, you know? Wolf? I was muted. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, it... I'm just hung up on the storytelling that was in the thing. Like, mm. they, they, used, they used their storytelling ability to, for me, make a great teaching moment. Mm. And I fucking love them for it. And I can't wait to have a little bit more free time once IRL calms down for a minute. Mm-hmm. So that I can jump back in to No Man's Sky and just continue charting the endless universe. And and also, like, this is Expedition 3. It still has, like, three more weeks on it. Go out there. If you haven't done it yet, you can literally knock it out in 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. So you could knock it out in a week of four days playing three hours each or three days playing four hours each or just on the weekend playing two six-hour days. Like... You can knock it out quickly. You still have almost a month. Go have fun with this. It's really fucking cool. And I'm super stoked for Expedition 4. I'm like, bring it. As soon as it comes, bring it. Rest of the gang, chime in on this. Your thoughts on on any uh, stuff with regard to Nomansky? 
Well, to I be honest, I didn't play it yet this week. I've had a busy week this week. I barely played Elite or Star Citizens, so No Man's Sky has not been on my radar this week. Okay. Same. Swing and a miss. Gamers? Same. Yeah, it's it's sort of hasn't been on my radar either with everything with Star Citizen and then mm-hmm. leading up to Sitcon. But you know, getting back to like I was saying before, the more games that we have that are better, then look at the end of the day, the more that we're gonna have, we're gonna benefit as a community. So you know, if it's Elite, No Man's Sky, Star Citizen, you know, even Star Atlas, you know, the better the better the things, the better the games are, the, the more these other companies are going to work, the better we're going to be as a society or as a group. Oh, we'll get into Star Atlas next week because uh, <laughs> that very fucking cool uh, commercial that was basically like showing 30 seconds of the next uh, Avatar, or was it Avatar? What was the name of that movie that the, the the dude, James Cameron, uh, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 thirty seconds of that very cool stuff, but showed zero gameplay and was very fucking nebulous as all hell. We're gonna pick that apart and have a little convo on that next week. But um, have have you seen the prices for the ships? Yeah, dude, the fucking hundred thousand dollar, eighty thousand. No, yep. big no, Whoa. big no. And any game and you thought just says it was bad. Real brief, real, just just we're saving the big meat for this till next week. But I'm just gonna say any game released right now that's tied to a blockchain, that's tied to a, a current like a cryptocurrency. Yeah, you're gonna have to show me some shit before I get in any way excited. But like that's next week. But but, but go ahead. Sorry, for the guys in Discord, I posted the, the prices up earlier. Yes. Just scroll up and <laughs> yep. have a laugh. Yep. But, and, and that will be a convo for next week, for sure. But with regard oh to... God. Oh, my God. Yeah, with regard to um, Domanski, I just... I get it. Well, like, we had a lot of time. And, and let's be honest. Come on. Really. It's Star Citizen is this week. But, like, Elite has some stuff on the on the horizon i tend to not agree with tweaked with regard to i don't think that they're going to be dropping that stuff in 3.9 i think it's going to be i think they're saying hey we've got this stuff in the coming months i honestly think if they were to release this before it goes to console they're going to have a major riot. So I think 3.9 is going to be more general fixes-ish. I think maybe 3.10. I think 3.9, you're looking at maybe, you know, February, January, February, 3.10, next May. And I pray to God 3.10 is, oh, console release. And then 3, am I using the wrong number? Whatever, 3.11 is when they introduce all of this other stuff maybe i think but but the point that i'm making is this um there's stuff on the horizon for both of those games but i wanted to really take a moment and just salute nomansky for it's not it it, it might not be the big news one cuz they keep shit way low key but it is fucking golden as a game and if you're not playing that game you are missing out you have three weeks you can buy the game right now on steam and you can still very easily complete expedition 3 before it's done and all of you people out there 
who own the game already. And they are dropping a free, cool, limited time. They're basically dropping you what in many other aspects of Steam is a full game and saying, hey, you can play this for the next three weeks. No extra cost to you. You already own it. Oh, how, you're missing out if you don't try it. Try it. Does anybody... Let's start... Uh, let's go around the board and we'll give everybody their opportunity to close out for the night, say goodbyes, and also add any last thing they wanted to add. We're going to start with Tweet. Well, one nugget that we missed a couple of weeks ago was uh, Knights of the Old Republic is being remastered and supposed to be a PlayStation and PC yep. exclusive. We'll see about that and we'll see how that remaster shakes out, but something for console players to look forward to down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, I am beyond excited I feel spoiled, really, with all the stuff coming down the pipe in Star Citizen. As mm -hmm. much as I love that game now, with all the cool things and the, how much it's going to change the game mm. when 3.15 drops. And then I'm actually able to enjoy Odyssey now and all the updates that they're pushing down the pipe. I, I feel spoiled with new content coming all of a sudden after for so long not having any content, period. So mm. I'm having a good time in both the universes and i will see everybody out there beautiful lady rain um you know what At the end of the day be excellent to each other love gaming and yeah just be good everybody and if you can't be you know good at least be good at it whatever it is fair enough gamers yeah, so look, obviously, I'm looking forward to CitizenCon. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to the late. And, uh, and yeah, I just, yeah, guys, just stop with the tribalism. And, you know, you can play multiple games and you can enjoy multiple games. It, you don't have to just fanboy for one. So that stop the tribalism, I think, is, is probably the best message we could put out for today. Well said. But, yeah. Wolf! I just want to thank everyone for joining us this evening. And, you know, as, as has been said multiple times, there's so many games to play out there. And so many of them are so good. Spend your time playing something you love, something you enjoy. If it's something that can be done multiplayer, bring friends along. Have a great time. Because at the end of the day, all these games will sundown. All these games will go away. And the only thing you have left at the end are the friends you've made along the way and the memories you have. And New World. And, and I saved the best for last. My podcast wife, Katie Byrne! <laughs> well, okay. So uh, I, too <laughs> I too would like to thank everyone for staying with us. And I would want to thank Rain and Gamers Cuff for joining us tonight. We had some amazing discussions. This was a really great show. It was great. Um, and to echo what, what Wolf just said, yeah, play the games you enjoy. You know, play whatever you enjoy. Other people, other people are going to enjoy different things. Maybe you enjoy all the games. Maybe you only enjoy one of them. But everyone's going to enjoy their, their own games. So just have fun and have a lovely week, everybody. Yeah, never accept anyone disrespecting your choice of what you like and never disrespect another person's choice or their freedom to like something that you don't. Um, I love everybody. Be excellent to each other, Rain. Beautiful, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful sentiment. 
uh, I think uh, Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted, Ted, Theodore, Logan said it best. Um, guys, enjoy yourself. Play some New World because it's fucking amazing. Also, play space games because they're beautiful. Next week, we will be talking about Foundation Episode 3. Next week, we will be talking about the Inspiration 4 uh, la- uh, landing uh, thing that just came out yesterday on, on Netflix. Next week, we will be talking about Atlas. This week is just honestly me cutting down trees and killing wolves and letting cool, awesome people that are smarter than me talk to you and keep you entertained while while the show goes on. Um, I love you guys all. Keep it. Keep check out the Sunday show. We're going to be doing Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UTC, and we've got a lot to talk about because it's launch work and launch week in New World. Um, yeah, I think that covers the vast majority of it. We will be in the Discord, so you can come and talk to us after the show, which is ending in like two minutes. So yeah, come and come and join us there. Um, I love you guys all. And with that, I'm going to tab out of the game and over here to the controller and say, uh, good night. Rushing me around and sending me astray Don't you lie to me, tell me Finally got a handle on the doors that we open and shut Packing up my suitcase cause I'm going far away I'm going to a place where the credit cards don't decline on me As we finally got a handle on the doors we open and shut Thank you.